successful? Why is Tony Khan running his promotion better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are running Monday night and Friday night? Long-term booking. Thank you so very much for joining me right here on Off The Script. This is your AEW Dynamite post show for August 3rd, 2022. I am your host, JD, from New York, as always. Coming to you from the OTS Beer Garden. Thank you guys so very much for joining me on your Wednesday nights, wherever you may be. I am joined by my very good friend, as always, Mr. Jesse, the Chi-Town Smart. What's going on, brother? What up with you, bro? Not much, man. What a show tonight. Excellent, excellent, excellent show, man. Excellent week so far of pro wrestling, man. I feel, I'm feeling good this week, man. For the first time since you've known me, man. you know me a while. I feel fucking great this week. Yeah, it's It's been a week to feel great, man. I know. It's crazy. But, but, but wait, but, but we have a pressing question here right now. A pressing question. Yes. Who had a better week? That production assistant... They got choked out by Anna J or Dominic Mysterio. I'm going Anna J, bro. Anna J? I'm going Anna J. I know people personally that are going to choose Rhea Ripley. I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, Dominic was uh, pretty close up in there, man. He was, uh, he was right there. Listen, man. You know, I don't know. Personal around. preference. Bro, if he just would have, if he just would have. Yes. All he bro. had to do was uh, all he had to do was a one eighty. Bro, his bro. His whole, his whole life, his whole life <laughs> would have changed right there, bro. I'm going out of jail, bro. I don't care. She's more my type, man. I'm not listening, man. I'm not bro. saying anything negative about Rhea Ripley, but, but out of jail is more my type. Bro, people in the chat saying they can't hear me. Turn your mic up, man. I told you this. I, I got you pumping at full blast, but there's nothing I can do. There's nothing you can do. Nothing. Here. Nothing. I got you on full blast, bro. I told you this was going to be a problem. Okay. How about now? That's better. There this you go. Makes zero sense, bro. And you know what? You know why? You could actually be. You could actually be a little louder. This makes no sense, bro. You, you know can, why, bro? You could. You could be a little louder. I'm telling you right now. All right, man. It's all the way up, bro. All right. That's all that I makes, can do. You're, you're turned up full blast, bro. That makes it, bro. My mic, my mic volume is now fifty percent higher than what it normally is every week, and you telling me it's not your end? No, I could even send you. Sc- right. I can even send you a screenshot right now. Right on, man. Let's, let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> you have way more levels than me, man, because you're using OBS. You have way more mic level adjust. I, I only have the. My, well, you know, if I if I make you any louder, if I make you any louder, I'm gonna ha- actually. I turned up my my headset volume. That's not that's not good. If I turn you on any louder, bro, it's gonna be. And let me see. I could see, I could turn you up. Where's desktop audio here? I could turn you up. Uh, let's see. They said it's still low, and I'm jacked all the way up. Tell yeah. me it's me now. Yeah, you're low, bro. Bro, I'm I'm all the way. I can't go any louder. You're low. I can't go any louder. I'm, a, I'm trying to make you louder here. Bear with me, folks. 
Jesse's I pro- bro, I, I promise you that's on your end. You're going through two different mic levels. You, you're going through your OBS and your... Uh, bro, your I'm in advanced settings on OBS right now. Say something now. Something now. Yeah, he One, should two. be he should be louder than me now. One, two. I'm bro, I am complete max level of my mic input. I can't go any louder anywhere else. I have no other settings to use. He's hiding from Rosa. They can hear you. You sound better now. Okay. There you go. <laughs> the littlest of technical difficulties. I told listen, fa- listen, folks. I told I told him this was gonna be a problem before we even started. So so you think I should have turned it up? They're saying you're fine now. Oh, okay. Bro got quieter? Nah, he didn't get quieter. Come on. Okay, I'll, I'll leave it where it is. I'll maybe he, maybe he's, uh, maybe he's scared. He's talking in a very soft, very soft and timid yeah. voice. Maybe that's it, man. Maybe it's all me, right? It's got to be all Jesse. That's what I was thinking. Anyway, um, actually, no, actually, you are. Uh, Listen, man, I don't know what the fuck. I don't listen. Hold on one second. I'm going to make this guy. I'm going to make this guy even louder right now. Watch. I put him. I, I, I added 15 decibels to, uh, to, his, uh, to his microphone. 15 decibels to my microphone. There you Does go. Does that help? I can't, I can't go any louder. If, if I could, I would turn it up just, as, there you go. just to appease, but I can't. He's still quiet. We got it. I fixed it. Don't worry about it. I had to go into the, into the advanced settings now. This, this, guy, this guy, I don't know. This guy apparently, bro, you got to use OBS. I can't use OBS. You got to use OBS. How the fuck do I use OBS doing StreamYard? I'll figure out a way. You can't, dude. I'll figure out a way. He's better. Look. There he is. Look. Now he's loud as fuck. There you go. There you go. I just sent you an image. There's. People are saying it's up and it's down, bro. It's not my end. (laughs) <laughs> it's not my end <laughs> look, at the, look, at the, look at the picture I just sent This guy's sending me pictures of his mixer now But it's all the way up There's nothing else to do Bro, you got the inferior mixer That's the fucking problem I told you to go return this fucking pile of garbage, bro Anyway bro. Let's get on with the show Bro. He went back down again? I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell you. We started the we started the stream yard really early this time. Maybe that was it. No, I don't think so. No, Why does he keep going? Why does he keep fluctuating in uh in sound? Maybe I'm turning it up and down with my wireless. Hold on, let's see. Up, down. I don't know. Listen, let's get on with the show. Jesse's whispering. I don't know. I don't know, man. Listen, I got I, I added 15 decibels to his fucking uh to his microphone. Anyway, we're gonna we're gonna go on with the show. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I'm gonna monitor it throughout the evening. But anyway, guys, um, I appreciate you joining me on Off the Scripts. There's always a fucking problem, man. There's always a fucking problem. There's always a problem. Um Dynamite tonight, bro. Yes, yes. Yeah, you're showing everybody, bro. I don't know what you're doing over there. Dynamite tonight, man. Um, I said it in the beginning. Tony Khan, you know, we complained about it two weeks ago. And 
he's put together a string of very good, you know, concise and very direct shows. There's a lot of room for this shit to breathe the last couple of weeks. And I'm glad to see it. And I'm glad that he's one of those guys that takes the feedback and he applies it and he goes out and does better. And that's exactly what we got tonight. And there was a great build for the all-out pay-per-view. We got Adam Cole and Red Dragon turning on the Young Bucks. That was the big storyline of the entire evening. And that is the big storyline going into the pay-per-view and this trios tournament. So we'll start off with that. This is this is years in the making, Jesse, and this is a gripe that Adam Cole has held within for years because he hasn't forgotten what the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and the Bullet Club did to him. They wrote him off or killed him off on BTE. They held a seance for him. He got banished to NXT where he had a great run in NXT on the Triple H, and now he's back, and he's talking about loyalty and, and dedication and he turned his back and betrayed his best friends, Jesse. This is awesome. And we'll talk about what this may lead to and the possibility of a Kenny Omega return. But what do you think of tonight's major beginnings of this storyline with Adam Cole betraying the Young Bucks? Uh, I think the story has been writing itself for the past few months. Yeah. And and they're, they're starting to unveil it. You know, it's... It all comes together. It makes sense the way that Kenny Omega left and the amount of time he's been gone, but he comes back. You can't help but I mean he's gonna be a baby face. You can't you can't you can't help that. So when he comes back as a baby face, the Bucks are now baby face. It'll be Kenny with the Bucks, and it will be Red Dragon and Adam Cole. Done and done, right there. So you're saying that's gonna be you're saying that's gonna be the trio's final. I don't know about the, about the final, but that that that's gonna be a, a featured match right there. We're gonna be looking at for sure. You know, I mean, I guess it would make more sense in the final, sure. But um, well, maybe they, maybe they eliminate each other and put over another trios team. In Possibil- the midst of possibility, or or maybe or maybe the undisputed elites with this breakup. Adam, I don't know what they're gonna call themselves now moving forward. I believe they have a trademark name. I read it a while back. Um, I forgot what it was, but maybe Kenny Omega. Maybe it is the finals, and Kenny Omega re- resurfaces at, at the pay-per-view and costs Adam Cole and company the trios tournament. We get Paige and the Young Bucks winning the trios tournament and the titles, just like how Paige and Omega won the tag team championships, put those titles on uh, uh, an already established trio, get them set, set the foundation for them to drop it to another team like uh, Paige and Omega did with the tag team championships, and that would probably serve the beginning stages of Adam Cole and Kenny Omega feuding in a one-on-one capacity because you told me tonight this certainly sets up Kenny Omega coming back in, in a major role and I don't know what they would have him do outside of the Adam Cole match right at the top because before he even went away Adam Cole was kind of giving him the side eye or Kenny Omega had you know kind of gave Adam Cole this weird look before he went away if you remember that yeah so they're probably building towards that yeah, absolutely. And first off, who's changing their name? Who changed whose name? Who who's everybody is saying that they're going to, to to Paragon? Who's changing their name? Yeah, that was the name Paragon. Yes, Paragon was the name that they had uh, trademarked. I, I don't know if that was uh, something for mm-hmm. Adam Cole and company to use, but I do remember reading about that. Yes, I just bought a fucking Undisputed Elite T-shirt. Well, the Undisputed Elite is dead, bro. What the fuck, man? They, they are no more, bro. You you own ancient history now. 
I want an Throw exchange it on or something, man. Throw it on eBay. Oh, get man. your money back. Just like how you got to get your money back on that fucking road, uh, Roadcaster One, bro. Bro, here's where I'm. Here's where I'm going to get mad. <laughs> Let me tell you where I'm going to get mad. You're sitting there putting the blame on me, and then you're going to find out, and you know it. It's on your end. No, somewhere. no, 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 no. It's on your end, and you fucking know it. Uh, it's not on my end, bro. I'll take a screenshot after the fucking thing is over. But I haven't touched you since the beginning. You're on your full end. blast. You don't want to keep bro. moving from site to site and equipment to equipment. My shit has not changed in months. Adam called Bay Bay. Right. Adam called Bay Bay. It's great to see him back. Is Do we get Omega though? back before all out? Is the question. Do, does is he, he come back, back he next week at Quake by the Lake? Is, is there an earthquake in Kenny Omega? Can you hear me? Hello? I can hear you. I asked you a question. Is there an earthquake coming in the form of Kenny Omega next week? He should be back at all out. That's what the... Oh my God, I'm so loud in my ear, man. He should... Let me turn myself down. He should be... He should be back at all out. That's what the rumors are saying, man. Yeah. I mean, it... it, it he's been out long enough to the point where, I mean, as long as there was no substantial setback or particular injury, he's he's cleared. He should be easily cleared and ready to go. I mean, bar, again, barring any major kind of setbacks... And the timing of it right now, you know, it all makes sense with all out coming out and everything else. And with the amount of people out, you know, Kenny Omega coming back can refresh everything. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I, I think this, uh, you know, a lot of people are making a big deal about the ratings and AEW not being as hot as they were last year. I mean, they're, they're never going to be able to duplicate what they did last year because it was the introduction of Adam Cole and Brian Danielson and CM Punk and that Grand Slam, the first year of Grand Slam. You're not going to be able to, to, to duplicate that. So a lot of people are, uh, are, it's almost like, you know, the first of, a, of an epic trilogy and the first one's always great. And then the next year they come out with part two and it's never really able to live up to the first part. It's exactly what we're watching here. So I, I don't understand what uh, everybody's big deal is. Tony Khan is going to write the ship and he's going to get all these names back at the same time. And then I still want to see people fucking complain that he's not putting on good television. But yes, the injuries have definitely hampered storylines because i know without a shadow of a doubt that man had fucking storylines that he wanted to put on tv for our enjoyment and he couldn't because everybody was out injured mjf is out omega's out cole's out these are major storylines that we're going to take the company into the fucking summer yeah i had to write stories you know on the back end to keep this this brand afloat the fucking show afloat and none of them consisted of top stars no no i i I agree i mean for 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 the tools he's been given, I mean, he's done an amazing job. I mean, and, and again, this I, it, it's one of those things where, like, if if it would have failed, you know, I would have would have been one of the first ones looking at. It. I'm like, well, how did you fail at this? The roster was so bloated. Yeah, but but he didn't. He didn't. I mean, it's it's not like he made you know chicken you know chicken salad out of chicken shit. You know, he made chicken salad out of a you know a a, a batch of fantastic ingredients you know yeah. he just could have made something better if he had his full roster so i mean it, it the, the the roster kind of just books itself as far as talent goes all you gotta do is put together something that's interesting and you win and that's what he did so we'll see what happens with kenny omega everybody's talking about omega coming back imminently um whether it's quake by the lake next week major show or it's all out the trio championship tournament is definitely going to be one 
to keep an eye on. The other major story that happened tonight, Jesse, was the Christian Cage storyline. I've seen a lot of people talking about this. He did wrestle Matt Hardy in a in a very good match. I mean, I don't want to see it ever again, but they, they went out there and they worked their ass off, which was great. But the story of it was after the match where Christian Cage, he was about to do a one-man concerto on Matt Hardy face up, which would have been absolutely fucking brutal. And then all of a sudden, Luchasaurus comes out, and we hear that evil Luchasaurus music, and he walks down the aisle. And then all of a sudden, Jungle Boy gets into the ring, and he chases off Christian Cage. And he's wearing a T-shirt that said, Christian Cage is a pussy, which I hope goes on sale on AEWshop.com. I'd be a first-day buyer. But (laughs) regardless of that, Luchasaurus, bro, we still don't know what's going on with Luchasaurus. He hasn't said a fucking word since... All of this has gone down, and Jungle Boy's got back to TV. He stood behind Jungle Boy last week after that very, very intense promo cut by Jungle Boy, and he walked down the aisle today almost as if it was a setup, but we still don't know his intentions. Do you think that Tony Khan is leaving it open for Jungle Boy to get betrayed at All Out and Luchasaurus end up joining Christian Cage when they inevitably meet at the pay-per-view? That's what it seems like to me. No, that's exactly what's happening, man. I mean, other, I mean, there's, there's been no clear indicator from Luchasaurus. I mean, to be honest, there's been no clear indicator either way of his real loyalty since since Jungle Boy returned. But if he was full babyface, you know, it feels like it would have been acknowledged by now. Yeah, you know, the the uh, the, the ambiguity of it leaves it open for you know a full heel turn, which which is much to, much going to be much to a Luchasaurus benefit at the end of the day. Yeah, I think, that, and we and we've been we've been on that uh, that boat for the last couple of weeks now. I think we're all in agreement that Luchasaurus should definitely be a heel. There really isn't anything for Jurassic Express to do as far as a tag team capacity goes. But I'm very interested to see where they go with that because Luchasaurus has been that big question mark in this entire storyline. He hasn't really said much of anything, and we know that behind the mask, there's a very very intelligent human being. And everybody's waiting to hear from him and his explanation, but it should all play out at the pay-per-view. And then Wheeler Yuta in the main events against Chris Jericho. We got a little glimpse of Lionheart Chris Jericho as he defeated Wheeler Yuta. I think this was a very predictable match. Very good, but very predictable match. We got the return of the Lion Tamer, bro, and he stretched Wheeler Yuta out. More so than I remember anybody else, and he didn't let go until John Moxley came down and saved the day and chased off Chris Jericho. We're looking at that world title match next week, and it will be Jericho Moxley in Minneapolis at Quake by the Lake. Uh, any thoughts on what we saw tonight with Yuta and Jericho, and how you feeling about this Jericho match going into next week with John Moxley? Um, it's a fantastic match. Um, given giving Jericho the win. Over a Wheeler Yuta, someone who's been, you hot. know, just just white hot and protected. Um, it's a boost. It's a it's a boost to Jericho to, to put him in the position to get him ready for Mox. Um, there's no shame in losing to Chris fucking Jericho. So this was this was a win win on on both sides. I mean, if I if I had my pickings though, I don't think I liked um, Wheeler Yuta tapping out while in the Blackpool Combat Club though. Well, I mean, it is Chris Jericho. I get it. I get it. And all, it is the Lion Tamer, and you know he it. doesn't pull that out for anybody. I get it. Give me a pass out or a pinfall. I get it. I get it. 
but just 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 out of respect for Blackpool Combat Club, you know, I'm not fucking tapping out. You're gonna kill me. Conspicuous by his absence tonight, man. No Brian Danielson. No Brian Danielson. No Brian Danielson. Do we see him next week at Quake by the Lake to set up this Jericho Brian match at all out? I don't know, man. I don't know if I don't know if I don't know if uh Brian was really back back. You know, it kind of just it seemed like he just came back to you know, just kind of get Garcia over, you know, move the storylines along, and maybe he's still out for a little bit. I don't know. It, it kind of feels like if he was going to be back back, he would have been here tonight. Oh, maybe. I don't know. But, but who I, mean, I, mean, I mean, listen, man, uh, we, had, uh, we had him get his ass kicked last week. Yeah. Daniel Garcia beat the shit out of him. Yeah, for sure. For sure, man. I mean, it... it, it I could, you know, I mean, if he's, if he's back, then I, I don't know why he didn't come out tonight. I don't get that much. I mean, but again, you know, Brian is, you know, probably one of the few people back there who gets to pretty much do what he wants, when he wants, and know within reason. And maybe he wants to come back and put Garcia over right away. Who, you know, who knows, you know? And we'll see. I think he will be, I, I think he will be at the pay-per-view. I, I hope, I mean, I don't think Tony Khan would put him in the ring if he wasn't cleared. So maybe it's yeah. just uh, one of those things where he didn't need him this week and, you know, he's yeah. just letting things marinate and breathe. Uh, on the way to the pay-per-view. But well, th- that was that was pretty much the the major instances on tonight's show. But I do have news that I want to go over. There was a lot of AEW news. It was a heavy AEW news day today. And it all started off with the video game. We'll get into that in a little bit because I find that to be the uh, lesser of the news articles here. Uh, early this morning, I got an email And it was in regards to AEW announcing expansion of talent relations and development team. So this is a great piece of information if you guys don't know. Uh, Also in in this news update, Madison Rain, who is heavy or was heavy in the Impact Wrestling realm, has joined the company. She will be making her in-ring debut on Friday. I don't know if it's going to be uh, an every-week thing with her or she's going to join the women's division full-time, but I'll get into her role uh, in a little bit. Um, Jesse, they announced roles for Sanjay Dutt, QT Marshall, Pat Buck, Tony Schiavone, and Madison Rain will be joining the women's division as a coach for the women's division. And Tony Khan has expanded talent relations uh, obviously, this is following that incident with Jonathan Gresham. There was a lot on Tony Khan's plates. A lot of people placed the blame on Tony Khan. A lot of people placed the blame on Jonathan Gresham for being unprofessional as well. And that whole incident that came out of Death Before Dishonor. This is a great piece of information here and a great move by Tony Khan to expand talent relations. Because I, I talked about it when we talked about it initially with the Gresham story breaking on OTS. I said Tony Khan is doing a little bit too much as far as doing everything on his own. He's running Dynamite. He's running Rampage. He's head booker. He's this. He's that. He's running Ring of Honor when he's got to put on a show for Ring of Honor. He's got a thousand other fucking things he's doing. The one thing that you and I talked about, bro, is he's going to burn himself out. Now, Ring of Honor doesn't have a TV deal yet, and we don't know what the future is for Ring of Honor. But as far as talent relations go, if you are doing what you're doing now with both companies, you're going to need a solid backing in talent relations just in case anything like this Gresham thing arises again. And it looks like he's going out there and rectifying that and he's putting people in place so there isn't all this shit on his plate. I think this is an excellent move. Yeah, yeah, it, make, it makes sense. You gotta, you, gotta, you gotta delegate and hold accountable, man. You can't do it all yourself. Did you get the, the last text I just sent you? I did. Someone in the chat 
um, mention this. If you scroll down a little bit, you'll see that they reveal the start of the bracket for the trios tur- uh, tournament. Really? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Let's see. This is uh, according to Wikipedia. Now, this is Wikipedia, dude. I mean, the dude in the chat could have you know done this. Yeah. You know, but I don't. I don't know who put this up. House of Black versus to be announced. No, it's House of Black versus Best Friends, Death Triangle versus Undisputed Elite. Is that what I'm reading here? No, I get House of Black versus. Uh, wait, is this this is fucking confusing, isn't it? Yes. So House of Black versus TBA. So right now, what Wikipedia is saying, folks, uh, it says House of Black is in the tournament. Best Friends are in the tournament. Death Triangles in the tournament. And Undisputed Elites in the tournament. We don't have any opponents for any of those four teams. That's what it says. No, no and the bracket is very confusing to read. Some fucking geek went on there and did it himself. We don't really have any confirmation, and we won't really speak of it until Tony Khan gives us the real bracket yeah, on yeah, a dynamite. Anyone could have done yeah. this. If AEW had a preliminary bracket, they would have been the first to put it up on yes. their Twitter profile. Yes. Yeah, and Tony Khan doesn't like shit, you know, getting leaked like that, so... He, he would not make that readily available until he was completely sure on what was going on. Yeah. But this talent relations thing, bro, this is, uh, this is great for Tony Khan. I don't want him to burn out. I don't want him to put so much on his plate that he's got everything to worry about. Micromanaging, things are going to come out, saying that he's very controlling and micromanaging. This is great, man. A lot of shit, you know, is going to come down on him, and it eventually will, but he doesn't need to be the center of everything. Putting people in place like this is the best move that he could possibly make. It is, it is, and um, I like the fact that he's getting his house in order now. Yeah. I mean, that's important, dude. I mean, get you, I mean, he's, I mean, again, there's a lot of different things going on, not to mention the company is still trying to expand, and he's at the forefront of all of those negotiations on all fronts. So not to mention creative, not to mention any of the other tons of business ventures that he has going on in his world. You know, he's, he's got a lot, man. He's got a lot, and he's he's going to get burned out if he does not delegate. So it's, this is great. And Madison Rain is going to be a head coach or one of the head coaches there for the women's division. I don't know for sure, but I find it very funny how she was announced as a head coach, and tonight we got one of pro- probably one of the best women's matches I think AEW's ever put on. That tag team match with those four ladies tonight, bro, was fucking great. So I don't know if that had uh, any Madison Rain. um feel to it or influence on it but if it if it did i mean she's already working wonders if that's the case hey i'm not overly familiar with madison rain me neither i don't watch impact yeah yeah so i mean if 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 this is if this is her her influence great yeah you know if it's not her influence yet and she's gonna come in and put an influence on it great you know because the division needs it so this is fantastic news tony khan he was interviewed he's always interviewed about the many happenings in the world of pro wrestling and the narrative now is when Tony Khan is getting interviewed, he's always asked about Triple H. How is Triple H and Triple H being head of creative on WWE now on Raw and SmackDown? How is that going to influence what Tony Khan does on AEW Dynamite? So he was asked about the recent changes in WWE now that Vince McMahon has resigned and Stephanie McMahon, Nick Connor, CEOs and Triple H is now leading Raw and SmackDown creative Khan stated that it's going to change the competition, and he thinks it's a good thing 
but knows as AEW has a big fan base that they'll be fine. And although new people are taking over Vince's position, he doesn't think it will be a bad thing for wrestling fans. He also discussed how the changes benefit wrestlers, giving them more leverage to negotiate between the two companies. He says this, and I quote, yeah, I think that's always been a concern, talent jumping from one company to the other, but now probably more so than ever. I imagine that great wrestlers are going to be in demand. Again, I think this is probably going to be good for the wrestling fans because that's one of the most exciting things about pro wrestling is free agency, end quote. Khan continued, it's one of those things that is missing from the business and has been missing from the business for almost two decades since WCW closed down. He called it one of the worst things to ever happen in pro wrestling. Jesse, I know uh, I know Tony Khan is not really the type of guy that is going to you know, worry because he's got such a great roster and if and he's got a lot of great people backing him as well, a lot of great minds in that company working alongside of him, plus that roster roster and all the great minds that exist there talent-wise. Um, it's going to be a competition, but you know, it's going to be a it's going to be a recurring narrative every time Tony Khan is interviewed and at these scrums during the pay-per-views, Triple H is always going to be mentioned. How do you feel about that and I know you mentioned to me via text with this Adam Cole betrayal on the Young Bucks. You, you said something to me about, and i seen it on Twitter too, you tweeted it out, that this was the first move that definitely had been made because of the Triple H effect. Well, what did you mean by that? And do you feel that Tony Khan is feeling the heat now from the fans because of all the optimism now going to WWE that Triple H is there? Or is it something that, He's keeping a mindful eye on, but not worried about because I think Tony Khan, you and I know, and Tony Khan knows that, you know, if he wants to put on great television, he's definitely capable of that. Yeah, I mean, look, the guy has been putting on fantastic shows and giving us fantastic surprises at pretty much every pay-per-view. Pretty much every pay-per-view. So, um, it's not like it would be weird for him to like kick it up in the high gear. Now we're, we're full fledged into this all out run right about now. And, and he's already kicking all of those feuds in the high gear. So, I mean, it's, it's look, it's, is the man aware of the change in WWE? Of course. <laughs> Why are people asking him about it so much? Because it's literally the biggest news in all of pro wrestling history. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's indeed.com slash blue wire sports and support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And Tony Khan and his startup company is literally scraping and trying to do what they can 
to stay afloat in a business that's been overrun and overtaken by WWE. Now, he's doing a good job at that. But the fact is, his meteoric rise came at a time when WWE was on a seriously creative decline. And now that decline has stopped. And at the very bare minimum, it's plat- it, it, it's leveled off. And in a lot of cases, I believe it's gotten drastically better. So to just get a minute with Tony Khan and not bring up the, the rise of Triple H and the change of power in WWE would be ridiculous. Of course, it's going to be pretty much the biggest topic he's going to be asked about, you know, over the last couple of weeks. It's, it's humongous news. So what does he do to counter it? I mean, we'll see. I mean, the, the, the shit just started. Let's see what he does. But at the same time, he's not going to kick back, put his feet up and say, I don't care. Doesn't bother me. No, the same way he's listened to the fans before he listened to the fans. Now he'll see what's going on. You see, you see the little, you know, the little friendly jabs and and stuff like that that the that the wrestlers take at their their co their their uh their colleagues over on the other side. I think they're having a blast with this, dude. I think I think the wrestlers are having a blast. You know, just throwing little jabs at their friends here and there. They're mentioning Vince McMahon in a promo. I mean, I don't like living in the world where we're supposed to pretend like this is the only world. And nothing outside of these walls exists. You know, this, I think it's fucking fun. And of course, he's going to be asked about Triple H because he needs to be asked because this is huge for his business. This is humongous for his negotiating tactics. This is huge for everything AEW is, is the, the shift in power in WWE. So these are all valid questions by everybody who asked them. I think everybody in that company knows what Triple H is capable of as well. I mean, this is not uh, this is not fucking day one on the job for him. He did it for seven, eight years in NXT, produced some of the best shows that I personally have ever witnessed in my entire life. So clearly, Triple H is going to be a huge difference maker. Everybody knows that. If you don't understand that, then I'm going to need you to get on board with that. With that said, Tony Khan is not going to, like, like Jesse said, he's not going to lay down and just, you know, not talk about it and not do anything about it. Tony Khan and this news is going to make AEW better. That's what that's that's the way I feel. He's going to take this, yeah. he's going to apply it, and AEW is going to be a better show for it because Tony Khan knows if he falls a step behind, that is a fucking monster that I don't know. It, 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 listen, I don't want to say he can't overcome it, but it's going to be a very difficult monster to slay. And you don't want to get behind yeah. if Triple H, and you know this for a fact, Jesse, you don't want to get behind if Triple H is getting fucking momentum and getting hot because yeah. you know what that fucking guy's capable of. No, we, we saw what he was capable of with a limited budget, yes. a limited roster, and limited TV time. This guy was given one hour a week and somehow managed to produce the best wrestling in the world. Now he's given five live hours a week, every week, with an with a insanely talented roster and an and a, and a unlimited bank account. I think, I think, so, I think, so creatively, creatively, AEW can just do what they want to do. Just do what they continue to do creatively. I, I think the shift in power in WWE is mainly, mainly going to hit AEW in talent negotiations. It is not a foregone conclusion anymore that he's, he's signing people who are just happy to get out of their current environment. Now he has to sign people. He has to convince people. He has to convince people that this is the best company to be at because it's not a foregone conclusion. He can't say, oh, Vince is just going to bury you over there. No. That's not the fucking case, bro. I'm going to get a fucking ridiculous push from Triple H. You know, Stephanie's going to sign me to a long-term fucking deal, bro. I mean, 
I mean, so he has to be a lot more aggressive as it, as it pertains to approaching talent these days. And that's why I've, that's what I that's why I said from day one, this is fantastic for um, the wrestlers in the industry right now. This is great news, people. Don't let it affect you. Don't get negative about it. Don't listen to the geeks online that continue to tell everybody that Triple H is the wrong guy for the job, how AEW is dying, and AEW needs to worry. Nobody needs to worry about anything. You're a fan. You don't need to worry about anything. You ain't making money on this shit. You don't own stock. Maybe you do. The rich ones do. You don't own stock. You ain't getting any back end on this. Just enjoy the fucking show for what it is, and just enjoy what Triple H and Tony kind of putting out there. We said this last week. We're going to be in for a wild fucking rest of the summer and into the fall. It's going to be tremendous, and it's going to be, to me, now we actually have Monday and Friday to look forward to. We have to see what he does on Friday. You know, that, that show was in dire straits more so than Monday Night Raw, believe it or not. But Monday was a great show. Wednesday, we got a great show. Friday, I'm hoping for a great show, and we continue to get great shows. I don't want to come on here three days a week fucking being negative. I don't. One day out of the week, I got to be positive, and that's on Wednesdays. Now we got Monday and Friday to potentially be positive about, bro. I'm smiling from ear to man. This is what I. This is exactly what I want. Yeah. No. This is this is this is literally what we've been asking. You know, it's weird. You know, I'm I'm seeing all of the stuff that people are saying. You know, to you and about you and stuff about why why are you always so negative? You know, can't you just find the good in things? And so. You found the good in things in WWE, and well, now you're a fucking Triple H dick rider, bro. I'm a I'm a Papa H cocksucker, bro. I mean, what the fuck? Why won't Why don't you find a negative in this? I don't know. I mean, that narrative's not gonna work anymore, man. You know, and I and I see people in the in the chat saying, "Oh, Tony Khan's gonna you know dig in the pockets and pay these guys." It's not that simple, dude. It's not that simple, and and for Triple H either, it's not that simple. The, the talent now has to weigh a lot of things. Creative is probably the biggest thing to weigh now because money that can be made by AEW or WWE. So where do you think? And it's gonna be on the individual basis. There's no clear cut. All wrestlers should do this right now. No. What is your talent level? What do you bring to the table? Maybe your style is suited better for this company or for that company. And you got to look at creative. Where am I going to be on that roster in two years? Probably nowhere. But on that roster, I could climb. There's a lot to weigh. It's not about money anymore. It's about presentation. It's about creative, man. It's about your future and, and, and job security, too. Get your Trimon in the chat. Says, great, fantastic. Can we get on with the AEW Dynamite review now? Now you're benched. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't know I had bosses. I'm sorry. <laughs> Telling me to do uh, to, to do what uh, you want on my own show doesn't work around here like that, bro. I'm sorry. Listen, we're gonna get into the AEW Dynamite review right now. Uh, starting at the top, starting at the top. We'll talk about the video game a little bit later. I don't. I mean, the video game is the video game. We we seen we seen 15 seconds of fucking in ring action. We'll talk about the video game a little later. But the show started off tonight just with Jay Lethal and Orange Cassidy, and we got a great match with these two guys. Uh, looks like they're building Jay Lethal and Wardlow for the Battle of the Belts. It's been announced for Battle of the Belts. We got Jay Lethal versus Wardlow for the TNT Championship. I thought that they would maybe do it for the pay-per-view. Maybe they got a bigger plan for Wardlow for the TNT title at All Out. But the one thing that I noticed here, Jesse, I know I complained about it, and you complained about it when we talked about Orange Cassidy and Wardlow and that TNT title match a few weeks back. There was a lot of comedy there was a lot of uh, joking around, and not that—that's not really the environment Wardlow should be a part of, or 
you know, the environment that Wardlow should be in. And Orange Cassidy tonight, outside of the little stupid stunt that Chucky e. T and Trent Beretta pulled, trying to uh, wear a, a big overcoat and come out looking like fucking 10 feet tall to stand up to Satnam Singh. Outside of that hokey comedy, we got Orange Cassidy kind of limiting the, the cartoonish stuff that he does. And we got a damn good wrestling match between these two, men. Orange Cassidy was limiting the, the funny stuff, got in there, wrestled Jay Lethal tonight in what I thought was a great open to Dynamite. And Jay Lethal's had a hell of a week, too. He was a part of Ric Flair's last match, which I know you watched. And he wrestled Orange Cassidy here tonight and is getting a TNT championship match on Saturday. So a good week for Jay Lethal. Yeah, man. Um, as, as this match was unfolding and I was looking at it and I'm, I'm, I'm watching it, I'm like, Lethal is definitely the guy. Lethal is definitely the guy to get the push in, uh, in this match. And sure enough, he got the win. Lethal is definitely on a nice little streak. I'm liking it. Yeah. Definitely a lot of people it. complained early on. Oh, well, why aren't you using Jay Lethal? He's such a great wrestler. <laughs> Now, now Time. he's on TV. I don't hear those people now. Wait, I know. They're, they're, well, no, they're there. They're just complaining about something else. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just wait, man. Give it a minute. <laughs> I mean, just uh, people, man. I mean, God, I'll be the first to admit, man. I'm the one for looking for instant gratification. But, geez, dude, the guy just got here. Listen, man, that, uh, that Ric Flair's last match, man. Jesus, I'm glad I didn't spend $30 on that shit, man. Oh, my goodness. My God. What a fucking shit show, man. I made a joke that, that it was like Weekend at Bernie's where, where Ric Flair was Bernie. And my God, that was just that was just so fitting, dude. I mean, they, they were just... Ric Flair, <laughs> the guy looked like he was... A, I mean, he looked like he was about to pass out, literally. Bro, the one question yeah. I had the entire time I watched that match, man, 30 minutes, how much did they pay fucking Undertaker to sit at ringside? Uh, maybe <laughs> he... <laughs> Wasn't he at Starcast? Wasn't he at Starcast? Oh, he was in. He was in Nashville. He had a one-man dead show for SummerSlam WWE. He was part oh. of the WWE thing. I don't know if he was at Starcast. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say I don't. I don't know. But yeah, they probably did give him the pin. They got Brett. They got Foley. <laughs> probably mean, paid they, him a cool six six thousand dollars instead of ringside, bro. I mean, they're his friends. Maybe he, you know, they maybe he just got them a seat right there. You know, to be on camera. Yeah. This is the yeah. same guy that they pulled from StarCast two years ago. Yeah, it's true, man. He was front row and center, dude. He was right there, planted, dude. Listen, man, I, you know, I, listen, I, I I watched, you know, shout out to Andrade. He was he was tremendous in that match. Yes, he, he yes, absolutely he held the fucking match down. Yes, And, and shout was. out to Jeff Jarrett, too, man. You know, I, I kind of, I kind of low-balled Jeff Jarrett a little bit. Oh, nobody gives a fuck about Jeff Jarrett for the special guest referee spot. And really, he was uh, inconsequential. He was a, a non-factor in that Uso Shree Profits match. But my God, man, you know, fit for, for his age, Jeff Jarrett looks fucking great. Seriously. He looks great. I would he not mind him to be age. in a one-on-one match with somebody if they wanted to use him on WWE, bro. He looks, he looks really good. He, he does look fantastic for AJ, for his age. You can't take that from him. No. Not at all. Um, I didn't enjoy him in the match as much well, as I mean, you did. It's double J. But, yeah. I mean, in, 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 in his defense, I wasn't a big double J fan back in the 90s either. So, Nah. Now we were uh, we were more into the Razor Ramones and the I love yes. I love Dustin as Goldust. That's just me, but uh, that was that now, time I, period. No, you know? no, I, I I love giving credit where credit is due. I wasn't a big Double J fan, but I thought I, I not I thought I still think, and this is why I don't really like him now because I think he's still stuck back in in the era where his gimmick was was really good. He's a fantastic heel. Yeah. 
He's a fantastic heel that knows how to work a crowd. Yes. I and just, he's a great promo. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think that old-timey, you know, 80s, 90s stick is just kind of played in 2022. Yeah. That's just a me thing, but it can't take away from what the guy can do. The guy is fantastic. Well, I think he I think he's one of the most underrated and one of the best mid-card heels in in like that glory area era of wrestling in the last 20 years, you know. Yeah. I mean, he's 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 a heel. He's always been a heel. He's fantastic at it and he he, he draws genuine heat, you know. So I, I can't take that from him. I'm just not personally a fan of his stick in 2022. That's all. No, I mean, back in that back in that uh that new generation era for WWF, you know, when you think of the Intercontinental Championship, obviously you think of, you know, you think of Goldust, you think of Razor Ramon, you know, you, you got to put Jeff Jarrett in that conversation. Every time I yeah. think of the IC title during that new generation era, I think of Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do think. I do think Jeff Jarrett brought a lot of prestige to the Intercontinental yeah. title. A lot. So yeah, that was a shit show. So uh, Lethal has a, a great week so far, and he's getting this TNT title match against Wardlow at the Battle of the Belts. But this was a great match with Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy gaining some momentum. I know his day is going to come, and it's going to be great. I know he's taking a lot of L's as of late, but. You know, patience is key with Orange Cassidy. Everybody can't be over at the same time. So, like I said, we had Satnam Singh out there, and, you know, you got Sanjay Dot running around, and Satnam Singh's out there, and Chucky e. T and Trent Beretta, they're dressed as this fucking huge, this huge human being dressed in a dress, uh, uh, this trench coat, and they're, you know, Chucky e. T is on the shoulders of Trent, or maybe it's the other way around, whatever. And they're trying to pretend like they could stand up to Satnam Singh. So they went to the back, and that was the only campy comedy of the match. Lethal hit a dragon screw on Orange Cassidy's left knee. That was the story of the match. And he was stomping the leg into the steel steps to sell the injury. Uh, Lethal slapped on a figure four. Orange Cassidy reached the ropes for a break. Lethal hit the lethal combination for a two count. Lethal was in control. He's taunting Orange Cassidy. This, is a, this allowed Orange Cassidy to start a comeback. Diving DDT, second DDT, gets a two count. Orange Cassidy called for the orange punch, but couldn't follow up due to the injured leg. He just collapsed in the middle of the ring. He counted a powerbomb attempt into a beach break for a near fall. Orange then went for another orange punch, but lethal counted into the figure four, which Orange Cassidy turned over into a cradle. Lethal stopped for the orange punch attempt and counted with a lethal injection for the win after the match was over, Sanjay Dutt and Satin Singh came out to celebrate. Dutt played interviewee here asking Lethal about Wardlow. Lethal insulted Wardlow and said he'd make a statement out of him. He went to go and do the figure four on Orange Cassidy again, but best friends came out and then Wardlow charged to the ring and Lethal and all of his entourage fled the ring. Dutt demanded Wardlow to put the TNT title on the line at Battle of the Belts. Wardlow said, I accept. Welcome to Wardlow's world, and I'm going to whoop that ass. Crowd love Wardlow here. It's great to see Wardlow in that serious role, finally getting some momentum underneath him against Jay Lethal at Battle of Belts. Should be a great match. This is actually shaping up card-wise on paper to be the best Battle of Belts that Tony Khan's put together so far. So I'm not really sure what I'm going to do as far as uh, my work is concerned. I may cover it for the hour. I don't know. But... um, I thought this was great, Jesse. Great opening match. Warlow Lethal should fucking kill it on Saturday. No, they will. They will. Um, I would. I mean, the, the the outcome should be pretty obvious. You know, I I just hate seeing momentum like this get get halted. You know, so I want to see 
the match because I am interested in the match and I, I want to see Wardlow win. I just don't want to see Lethal, you know, losing momentum because he is so hot right now. Yeah. So hot right now. So I mean, I, I don't I don't want to see a fuck finish either. So I mean, if we're gonna if we're gonna beat him, just beat him clean. You know, or or I mean not not clean, but just not a not a not a DQ. I mean, it has to be if it has to be a fuck finish with interference or some shit if it went haywire and the world took advantage of it, great. If you can protect um Jay Lethal, that'd be much, 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 much appreciated because Lethal is is so good right now. What are we doing with Wardlow at all out? Obviously, you know, obviously everybody had uh, the same thing on their minds. Um, uh, you know, and we talked about this last week, Warlow versus, um, you know, Will Hobbs. I mean, yes, that's a great match. That's a great, that's a great feud to build towards, but clearly that's not going to happen because Wardlow is going to be doing something else and St- Starks and Hobbs are, are, are intertwined now in a storyline, so that may be the match at All Out. That's a great showcase for both of those guys. But what does Wardlow do at the pay-per-view, bro? Who else is there for Wardlow to go one-on-one with? Well, I'm kind of worried that I think I know who it might be. And why don't you share that with everybody tonight? Because I think it might be Satnan Singh. I, I listen, bro. I may, I may have to dump you. I'm, I'm sorry, sorry I'm, I'm bro. Sorry. I'm, I'm gonna have to get rid of you, bro. I'm Just sorry. like the trash I took out earlier after dinner was over, man. I'm gonna have to dump you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. I feel why like would I'm you will this- that into existence, bro? Seriously, like the I'm- tag team titles for AEW. What are you doing to me, bro? I'm sorry, man. It just feel like that's where it's going. I mean, I don't want to see it either, man. But he's entwined with with a few with this faction, and he's getting ready to 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 go head up with 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 Lethal. He's not facing Satnan. Uh, he's not. He's not facing um, Sanjay Dutt. Who's next? So you mean to tell me that Tony Khan debuted Satnam Singh to the worst reaction in AEW history, and he's going to put Satnam Singh in a match with Wardlow? All for Wardlow to powerbomb him and look great. That's Tony Khan's grand idea to build momentum and make Wardlow look like the fucking monster killer? Well, it's not the the master plan, but I, I think Sadnan Singh is probably a bump in Wardlow's long road. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, man. I'm sorry. I mean, it makes sense. You know it makes sense. That's why you We got 2,300 people in here. Chat, I want to I see. Give me a <laughs> thumbs down if you hate that idea. Bro, don't get, don't shoot the messenger, bro. I'm sorry, sorry, man. But I think. Now, it's what did coming. you have to drink tonight, bro? Seriously, what are you drinking over there? Nothing, man. I got some half Laced and half Arnold Palmer, bro. Arnold Palmer, half and half, bro. Love it's it. laced with. <laughs> it's what it's fucking laced with. What kind of fucking idea is that, man? I'm sorry, man. You Jesus know that's where it's looking like. <laughs> I hope to God not. There's, so there's got to be somebody but... else. Give me, give me Wardlow versus Takeshita. At all, I don't even give a shit. Just put him in there with somebody that we actually like. That'd be a great match, but unfortunately, the one with Satnan Singh makes more sense, man. I know. Uh, listen, I hope you're wrong, but uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Moving on, moving on. Adam Cole. Adam Cole's music hit the PA, and it was a great, great thing to hear. So, Cole, he's out there with Red Dragon. And the Young Bucks, Brandon Cutler's out there filming for being the elite. Cole said it feels great to be back in the ring, but unfortunately, he's not medically cleared just yet. It's going to be a little bit. He's got a big-time labrum issue. He just got over a concussion, so Adam Cole's not going to be back soon. Hopefully, hopefully, very, very soon, uh, I hope, because the trio's tournament obviously is going to need both of these teams if it's going to be as tremendous as I believe Tony Khan's going to make it. So maybe it's just a couple of weeks off. 
And uh, he, he looked great tonight, so maybe that is the case. He says he's had time to process a lot of things, including the success, undisputed elite of ad. He says he's been thinking of ways that, that they can improve, which is what a leader does. Who appointed him leader of the undisputed elite? He did. So yeah, I don't know bro. if that was a joint effort here or if Kenny Omega okayed that. So that was a little, uh, a little eyebrow razor right there. So then he goes on and talks about all five of them and how great of, uh, of a talent they all are. And then he talks about loyalty. He said he came to AEW because of the Young Bucks. That is loyalty. He says he's traveled the globe with O'Reilly and Fish. He said loyalty is power and success is everything. He then shifted to the trios tournament. He told Matt and Nick that he'd love for the undisputed elite to be the winners of the tournament. But if he and O'Reilly are not medically cleared right now, they will not choose Bobby Fish as their partner. They can't do the tournament if they don't choose Fish as their partner. So he goes on to talk about them not doing the tournament. And all of a sudden, Jesse, O'Reilly and Fish attack the Bucks. Cole joins in. So he can't be that far off from being medically cleared if he was actually getting physical tonight. All of a sudden, Adam Hangman Page ran out with a pipe in hand and made the save. There was a great shot before Page came out of a kid crying in the crowd with his father holding him and consoling him. This reminded me of that uh, Miz girl when Miz did what he did and won the world championship and she was fucking angry, but that didn't result in tears. This resulted in tears here, and that was a great camera shot by the AEW production team. So Paige is out there with the pipe. Cole, O'Reilly, and Fish fled. Fans chanted cowboy shit. Excalibur asked if this was the reunion the fans have been wanting. Hangman offered his hand to help Matt to his feet. Matt accepted. Bro, it looks like the family is back together, and the elite is back. Bro. I get it. I just caught a tweet and delete. You just caught a tweet and delete? Yeah. From who? From the Renegade Twins. Get out of here. Nope. It said, we are coming to regulate. And it had a, it had a, a clip of them in the ring with, with, um, with um, Kayla Sparks and Kylan King or something like that. Uh-huh. And I went to go like like it, and it's gone. We are coming to regulate. Well, save that. Save that for because that 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 match followed this one, this this segment. So uh, save that, and uh, we'll talk, we'll talk about the Renegade Twins and why this is uh, why this is pertinent to uh, the topic of discussion here on OTS. Yes. Um, but the family's back together, Jesse. Uh, the elite's back together. Uh, have you been keeping up to date on being the elite? Oh yeah. So oh, somebody, yeah. t- I haven't watched. I don't really watch on a week to week basis. <laughs> somebody said that there was uh, something in this week's show in the beginning. That kind of led to this. Well, yeah. Um, so um, Adam Cole was laying in a hotel bed um, looking at his laptop. And he was basically watching the backstage segment where uh, Hangman and the Bucks had their little thing, whatever. And 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 he just he was not happy about that shit. He was not happy about that. You know, just he kind of just reacted to it and kind of just like kind of. Tossed his laptop to the side, stormed out. He wasn't happy about that shit, dude. But yeah, they are definitely eluding to that, um, to this whole situation on BTE for sure. And 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 like, and like two weeks ago, maybe maybe three, I don't remember, but that's when um, I think it was I think it was Matt. Yeah, Matt 
was writing that text to Hangman. It was like a long ass apologetic text, and then he just deleted it and never sent it. What I'm thinking we do here, uh, I, I don't think if I'm Tony Khan, I don't, you know, listen, if I'm Tony Khan, I'm not booking Omega and Cole at all out. I would save, I would save the debut of Omega for all out, or the, the return, I should say, of of Omega for all out. And I don't have either of these teams win the tournament. I don't. I would. Uh, um, I would. I would realistically love like Blackpool Combat Club or House of Black. House of Black, preferably. But I have a feel. I have a feeling the Elite are going to win the tag team titles, the, the trios titles, w- which is which is fine because you know it, it goes back to when Omega and Page won the tag team titles and what they did for the division. I mean, the division was fucking tremendous. It still is tremendous, but they did such unbelievable jobs. Uh, together to to build that tag team division. And I do think that the mentality is there for this to happen again, just like that. But if the elite does win, Jesse, it'll be Paige in the Bucks. Omega shows up at All Out, maybe helps them win. And then we get Cole and Omega in New York City at Grand Slam. We're going to need, we're going to need a major match. From what I read, the ticket sales for Grand Slam are not where they were last year. It almost sold out in like a day last year. They're not even over, or maybe they are now, over just a little bit over 10,000 for Grand Slam. I would do Omega versus Cole at Grand Slam, bro. What do you think about that? Omega, Cole, Grand Slam. Yeah. I mean, that, that. yeah. I mean, if they're both, well. Or maybe, listen, or no, you could no, do that. No, I don't know how no. far along Punk is. You know, you yeah, did one no. match with Omega last year. Maybe we do Punk and Omega at all at, uh, at Grand Slam. And yeah, how far? When is Grand Slam again? Grand Slam, I believe, is September twenty third. So that's only that's only uh, the third the third Wednesday in September. Well, that's only like what uh, a week, two weeks after All Out. Yeah. If you're bringing back, if you're just now bringing back Cole and and Omega around September, and you're ready to blow them off in September, I think that's rushed. I think that's rushed. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta build that a little bit longer, man. That's 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 a mega match. Who, Punk and Omega? No, no, no. I was, I was, still, I was still talking Omega and Cole. Oh, okay. Omega and Cole. Um, Punk, it's, it, 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 it seems like Punk is, is just. I mean, Punk is predetermined. He's, he's got a date with Moxley. Yeah. And then, and then a possible return in MJF. So yeah. Punk, Punk's, Punk's future is written. He's, he's done. I agree. But I think Cole and Omega is um, is imminent. That that's what this is all leading to. I mean, Cole and the Red Dragon guys, O'Reilly and Fish. Listen, if it ends up being those two teams in the finals, yes, it is predictable, but it tells the greater story here for Omega's return. Uh, I don't know who's in the tournament so far. I don't know what Tony Khan's planning for the tournaments. I, I hope that you know there are a couple of teams in there that really get to shine and it really ends up being a great tournament. I don't want it to be overly predictable. I feel like the Owen, the Owen Hart cup was kind of predictable, bro. I don't know about uh, how you felt about that. I don't want the same thing to end up with the trios. So hopefully he's got a, a, a trick or two up his sleeve, but you know, if it tells the greater story, I really can't complain too much, but I, I feel like Colin Omega is, is very imminent. It's going to be his first match back. No doubt about it. You think so? Yeah. I think I don't know. I, I would build it. I would build towards it first. I mean, it, it, it seems like you can you can do so many weeks of story going into that match. You know, it doesn't have to end with one match. No. 
Oh, no, we'll but I mean, the first one should be more important, right? Yeah, the first one. The first one would be the most important because it's Omega's return. Yeah. Are we going to plan on rematches now? They don't do them often. They do them when it matters. Yeah. But yes, Adam Cole, the turn, everybody was like online, oh, wow, Adam Cole didn't explain why he turned. He did, he did explain. Loyalty. Loyalty. If you guys have been paying attention to what Adam Cole's been through with these guys, there was no loyalty there. They kicked him out of the Bullet Club. He never forgot that. He went on to go succeed on his own in NXT with his boys. Loyalty. Just open your eyes and apply. It's not that difficult. Yeah, yeah, no. I, I can see that. Moving on, we got a John Moxley promos talking backstage about Chris Jericho and Wheeler Uter, the winner, getting a title shot next week against him. He said people are asking who he hopes he uh, sees wins this thing. He says he doesn't care. He doesn't care who wins. And that's not a stock answer. He said when the bell rings, he's trying to hurt his opponents and paint the canvas with their blood and litter the ring with their teeth. He said when the Blackpool Combat Club uh, is all said and done, they'll make the heart dungeon look like a daycare. He said, whoever wins better show up next week ready. This is my life. And when you step into the ring with me, this is not a game. Quite the choice of words there, John Moxley. Ooh. This is not a game, says John Moxley. Huh. Maybe something, maybe nothing. But uh, the choice maybe. of words there after what we saw this week was uh, quite uh, telling, I would say. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Who knows? I love the fact that Moxley says he doesn't give a shit that he goes in there with Wheeler Yuta. He doesn't care. Hey, he's my boy. I don't give a shit. I'm still gonna fucking litter the ring with his teeth. You know what? You know what I hate. This is a this is a serious wrestling trope right here, man. I hate when they go and ask anyone in a match. Normally, it's a champion or something like that. When you have a contenders match on the horizon, they always ask them, "Who would you rather face?" Isn't it the same fucking answer every time? Yeah. Has anyone ever said, oh, I, I really hope it's this person because I don't want to face that person? I'm, I'm, I'm terrified of that guy, dude. I mean, I, I, I need to face... If I, if I got to face this other guy, I'm fucked. I mean, I'm just, I'm just going to give up the fucking fight. It's the same answer every fucking time. I, I, I think we, it's a ridiculous question to even ask. Who would you rather face? We get to find out who Moxley would rather face. Who is sitting there saying, oh, man, I can't wait to see which one he says. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't even. I don't, I don't know why those questions are asked. I don't, well, that's a stupid fucking amateur question. Ooh, no one ever answers that except the the only way is I don't give a fuck who it is. You know, looking like fucking looking like fucking B Rabbit. You know, going out for the final battle in Eight Mile. I don't give a fuck who it is. I'm like, it's the same answer every fucking time, man. Tony Schiavone interviewed Christian Cage backstage. He said, Jungle Boy was raised by horrible human beings. He says he brought his personal life into it, which he'd never do. All of a sudden, Jungle Boy sped into the garage of the backstage area and ran out of a car that he was speeding into the garage. He, he wanted to legitimately run over Christian Cage and take Tony Schiavone along with him. 
They both jumped out of the way. Security pulled Jungle Boy away, and they escorted him out of the backstage area. Bro, this guy wanted to commit vehicular homicide here. (laughs) The fuck is wrong with this guy? I love it. Guy's looking crazy, man. He's got a very descriptive T-shirt on as well. Yes. Christian Cage is a pussy was on his T-shirt. I mean, who designed this shirt? I don't know. Maybe it was bonfire.com, the exclusive home of office. There you go. (laughs) Shameless plug. Cheap plug. There you go. (laughs) Moving on, man. Oh, my goodness. We got... There's a lot of meat here, bro. This is uh, this is what'd you say? It was a meat lover special tonight, it's a man. Meat lover special. Oh bro. my goodness, we got Thunder Rosa and Ooh. Tony Storm. Wow, who is on the cover of a new fitness magazine that I have not purchased yet, by the way. Against Britt Baker, Doctor Britt Baker, DMD, and somebody who needs to join the booty meats discussion, Jamie Hayter who's Jesse's personal favorite, if you read my texts from him. Simping over Jamie Hayter over here, this fucking clown. Don't worry, you I didn't do the same thing for Miss Storm. Yet. Oh, what? You expect me to believe you didn't get that magazine yet. I did not get the magazine. I don't have the magazine. All right, take down your green screen. I don't have the magazine. If that magazine is not planted on your fucking <laughs> wall right behind you right now, with, like, every page planted out like a fucking collage, I'd be amazed. Take down the green screen. Bro, I may have the magazine on my desk with pictures fucking uh, imprinted in my new desk here. So I look at it every day. Well, I'm sure you do. You get the magazine. You get the pictures. You get the, the lotion. You get the Kleenex. All right? Listen, man, all, Juice, up, all man. I will say, man, Juice Robinson is a very lucky man. Like, very lucky man. He's juicing something, man. Thunder Rose and Tony Storm, Britt Baker, Jamie Hader. This this match was probably one of the best women's matches that I think AEW's put on, especially in a tag team capacity. I thought this was fantastic. Um, I know Jesse's been talking about the uh, <laughs> women's tag team title, which I don't uh, I don't want to see on AEW television. But with matches like this, I, I find it very difficult to believe we're not getting them. Especially when Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter are out there, Jesse. I don't know if you took notice of this. They were dressed in the same outfit, bro. Same color scheme. Almost pretending that they're an actual, actual, actual tag team. Sorry, bro. We don't need any more titles. There's too many titles, bro. There are. I said that when they made the PAC title, the, the title they just gave PAC to go take overseas and defend over in the UK. So what? It means so what? We could have started there with titles we didn't need. We don't need women's tag titles. We did not need that PAC title. We needed the trios titles. That's what we fucking needed. And we're getting those. Thank Christ. But that title they gave PAC, dude, is dude, the F. Think about it. Dead, dead fucking ass right now. What's more valuable on AEW TV? The FTW title or that Mid-Atlantic Championship? You mean the All-Atlantic Championship? Whatever. The FTW title. It is not even a recognized fucking title. No. 
That title is useless, though. They do not. They do not need that title that they gave Pack right now. Do not. Like they literally gave him a title to use and take around to UK venues while he's over across the pond, and take around and use as a title from AEW as he beats local jobbers. I don't know what to tell you, bro. Seriously, AEW Dark needed a title, man. There you go. Pretty much, and we have to watch that shit on Dark. Oh my god. Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker started this thing off. Rosa came out wearing a uh, sandbagging since 2014 t-shirt. So good. She's playing into the sandbagging incident that everybody claims that Thunder Rosa sandbags people in the ring. So good. I'm, I'm really of the belief now that, that this was all Thunder Rosa's idea to have um, Britt Baker bring up the sandbagging shit. Well, I mean, because if, uh, now if, she's if Britt, Britt Baker wants to play, Thunder Rosa is not the woman you want to play with, bro. Nah, she's literally wearing the fucking shirt that says that come out very heelish with that shirt, I might add, as well. We'll, we'll. we'll talk about that in a second. So Rosa and Baker start this off. They start jawing at each other here. Baker goes for a quick lock jaw. Rosa counted it with a cradle, hit a back suplex. Hater is tagged in. So Thunderstorm here working together, beating down Hater. Frequent tags in and out. We got a big kick to the back from Rosa on Hater. And Hater finally takes control of Rosa with a big lariat. Baker is in control now. Rosa hits a stunner, reaches for Storm to make a hot tag. Storm landed a diving crossbody for a two. She goes out to take Baker and Rebel out on the outside. She climbed the ropes with another crossbody. She hits a very, it looked like, it, listen, in this spot, it looked like uh, Jamie Hater sandbagged on the, uh, Tony Storm, rather. Sandbag Tony Storm with his Alabama slam. Couldn't get her over. Slammed her down very, uh, very weakly here. But uh, Thunderstorm went for a double suplex, but Hater countered it and tagged out to Baker. They went for a double team move. Rebel hopped on the apron, caused a distraction on Tony Storm. This allowed Britt to take care of Rosa and cut her off. Baker hit an avalanche, Bay Bay crash, air raid crash, tagged in Hater. Hater then landed a sliding lariat. Baker hit a curb stomp, but Rosa broke up the pin with a stomp. Rosa and Baker then traded strikes in the center of the ring with Baker getting the best with an air raid crash again. Storm hit Baker with a DDT, and Hater hit Storm with a vicious-looking backbreaker. When you want to talk about the best backbreaker in the business, man, forget Roddy. Holy shit. Uh, the Jamie Hater's got a fucking hell of a backbreaker. So Thunderstorm it's like, it's hits. Like she's breaking her knee every time yes. she does it. Yes, and, and, and at the same time, she's breaking somebody's back. Uh, Thunderstorm hits simultaneous Germans before Storm hit repeated hip attacks in the corner. Oh, my God, that hip attack is devastating. Oh, jeez, dude. Baker escaped one. Storm accidentally smashed Rosa with the hip attack. Hater hits a short arm clothesline on Tony for the win. And the heels are victorious here in what was a tremendous women's tag team match. Find it coincidental that uh, Madison Rain is now the coach or one of the head coaches for the women's division. I wonder how much influence she did have over this match because it was tremendous. Four of the best that this division has to offer. These four women show you every single time that they're in there, especially together. This isn't the first time how great this division could be. Um, Jesse with his hip attack on Thunder Rosa accidentally by Tony Storm. What are we looking at here, bro? Because I honestly think we're the only podcast in the community right now that has mentioned this on several occasions 
Is Thunder Rosa potentially going heel and switching shit up? I think so. I think so. I think this is I think this is the build. So my only question right about now is who's gonna who's gonna split up first? Thunderstorm or the Street Profits? Thunderstorm is definitely splitting up first. Yeah, I, I think I think this is, you know, so for the entire time we've been wanting more for Thunder Rosa, more for Thunder Rosa, more storyline for Thunder Rosa. And as much as Tony Khan has been, you know, it seems he's been listening to the fans and paying attention. We've been getting pretty much everything we've asked except the story for Thunder Rosa. But have we? But have we? Because it seems that now the story is, they are together. They are a tag team. Things are not going well. Thunder Rosa is not happy. Now she's getting frustrated with Tony Storm with this hip attack. I think we get a Thunder Rosa heel turn, and it, you know nothing comes overnight. Nothing comes in a week. I think this is. I think the story that we've been asking for for Thunder Rosa is finally now starting to unfold. Now she's in something and it's not, it doesn't, it, it no longer feels like she's trapped in a tag team when she should be involved in individual feuds and matches. It doesn't feel that way anymore because of the tension that is now there with Tony Storm. So I'm liking it. So are we getting thunder? If this is, if this is the case, I mean, we still got some time before all out. Uh, are we getting another thunder Rosa and Tony Storm match at all out? And is that where the heel turn comes in? Do we see, do we see Tony Storm take the women's championship from Thunder Rosa and then she goes heel? And I know you mentioned the Renegade Twins, bro. Tweet and delete. You don't oh, tweet oh, and delete. Uh, you don't tweet and delete unless it's something that shouldn't be well, on there. Well, wait. Let me update that. Let me update that. They they reposted the tweet and they they updated their tags on it. So they they tagged someone else and they fixed the tags on it, but it still says we are coming. We are coming to regulate. So that it was put up about three minutes after the other one was taken down. So nothing to see there. They just mistagged it and they put the same tweet back up. But nonetheless, my 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 fantasy booking was Thunder Rosa turning heel and getting pa- paired with the Renegade Twins. Maybe that's a long shot, but I could definitely see the heel turn for Thunder Rosa unfolding and coming. And the fact that everybody else who's getting a big push or a major push in the company has or has been in some form of a faction. I can't think of anybody on the fucking roster right now that's getting any kind of significant push or run or anything like that that has not been in or had a faction. Thunder Rosa has not. She's in a tag team right now, pointless tag team, because she's the women's champion, but it's not pointless because they're building her feud. They're they're building her main feud. They may be positioning Tony Storm to become a top babyface and have a feud with Thunder Rosa as a top heel, and I can appreciate that. I would like that. Well, if Tony Storm, if this if this plays out the way that uh, we've discussed here, and, and Thunder Rosa goes goes heel, then that would make Tony Storm. I don't know what you do with Tony Storm. Do you put her in a in a faction as well and align her with her real life very 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 good friend Britt Baker? Do we have a, a trio there with Britt Baker, Tony Storm, and Jamie Hayter? And throw them heel. Uh, I'm not. I think and no, no, no. Then, then be babyface. Brit, oh yeah, Brit, then be, Brit, ba- yes. be babyface. 
them be babyface? Yes, absolutely. Thunder Rosa and the Renegade Twins with Jamie Hayter, um, DMD, and Tony Storm? Like it. Or maybe we get Rosa and Britt three at All Out, and then Britt takes the title back, which I don't necessarily think Britt needs the championship. I think she is fine without the title. I think Tony Storm would benefit more from that. Um, and then that leaves the door open if Britt wants to turn heel again because everybody loves Tony. So, I mean, th- th- that that kind of leads to something between them somewhere down the line as well if you want to do that match. But, yeah, if Rosa does go heel and Tony ends up joining a, a babyface faction with Britt and Jamie Hitter, Thunder Rosa is obviously going to need some backup. The fuck yeah. are these two going to regulate? Yeah, yeah. I don't, Britt Baker, I don't see Britt Baker winning that title back right now um, in her current form. I think after we get this turn, I think after Thunder Rosa goes heel, gets her heel run in, um, same for Britt Baker, she goes babyface, and she's going to chase. And I think the eventual payoff will be babyface Britt Baker versus heel Thunder Rosa for that turn. Yep. But this is a, this is a complete 180 from what we were talking about uh, not even a month ago. You know, like you said, Thunder Rosa, we need Thunder Rosa to be in a little bit more of a substantial storyline, and it looks like we're getting it. You know? Getting it. It's not, it's not it doesn't it. have to be over the top. It doesn't have to be fucking breaking into someone's home like Seth Rollins yes. did to Edge or some yes. fucking silly shit like that. Something simple that gets her television time and gives us great wrestling. And yes. that's that's what we're getting. So yes, now I'm liking what I'm liking this change of pace. Thank you. Thank you. Loving it. Liking it now. Now it, now it's getting there. Perfect. There was a very, very uh, crazy narrated video package here for Sammy Guevara and Tate Conti's marriage. Apparently, they're getting married. I don't know if this is the Ugh. case or not. It's quite, I mean, he just proposed, Bro. and he's getting married like two, two what, what was it, like three weeks ago? Holy Bro, shit. This made me so fucking mad. I fucking appreciated it so much. <laughs> I was so fucking triggered. You just, he just proposed to Pam. Yeah. He just proposed to Pam. You know, but after I got so heated, I was like, oh, what the? My God, this is good. This is working. So they showed, uh, <laughs> they showed still pictures of uh, the proposal in, in Paris by the Eiffel Tower. It was uh, overly heel-like here, which should have been done from the get-go between these two because they tried to play it off as baby faces, and they were just getting fucking shit on for it. Nobody wanted to cheer that. So Eddie Kingston... He interrupted all of this and pointed out how absurd it was and said, Guevara has receipts coming. Nobody gives a shit about your marriage. So he wants a match with Guevara at All Out. And he said, Tony Khan sent him the papers. It's already signed. Tony Khan mailed him the same papers. I'm going to need you to sign it immediately for All Out. So it looks like we're getting Sammy Guevara and Eddie Kingston at the pay-per-view in Chicago. Good stuff there. Should be a great match. Yeah, yeah, it'd be fantastic. Guys, we don't know. We I don't know. know. I don't I don't know if they're actually getting married or not. I don't yeah, watch we the Sammy vlog at all. I've heard no news about it. I don't know if this is all K favor if they're actually getting married soon. And I if they know. are, who gives a shit? It's their life. They want to get married, they'll get married. Happy to you. It's their life. Well, they keep putting their lives on TV, then changing their mind. Whatever. Whatever. We got a video package here recapping Powerhouse Hobbs turning on Ricky Starks, which was one of the best things about last week's Dynamite. So we saw the turn on Ricky Starks. And then they went to Taz at the desk. And one of the questions coming out of all of this last week was, where was Taz? Did Taz know know what was going on? Whose side is he on? Did he know what hook was coming out? 
Does he know anything about Hobbs? Why did the, why did Hobbs do this without talking to Taz? Did, did he know about what was going on with Ricky Starks? Taz came out and says he didn't know anything that was going to happen last week. He didn't know that Hook was going to come out and challenge Ricky Starks. He didn't know Ricky Starks was even going to do a second match and do an open challenge. He didn't know Hook was coming out. He didn't know Hobbs was going to do what he did to Ricky Starks. He says he's been out of the loop on all Team Taz business. And he said, as of this moment, Team Taz is finished. They are disbanding Team Taz. He wished Hobbs, Starks, and Hook all the best. He says they will have great careers all on their own. And he says he is done with him. And Taz took off his glasses. So when he takes off his fucking glasses, you know that Taz means fucking business. So Team Taz, guys, is finished. Bullshit. What do you mean, bullshit? Bullshit. You think Taz is lying to the general public, bro? Taz has told a lie to the fans, bro. <laughs> bro. Bro. Why, bro? No, you, you, bro is... Listen, man, I'm, I'm quite offended here, man. You, you, you're telling Taz, a fucking stereotypical New Yorker, that a he's lying. Fucking liar, dude. Come on, man. I think Taz is a fucking liar, and he's going to come out with Hobbs. I think, I think, I think he's going to side with Hobbs. Um, why? Because, I mean, uh, kayfabe, I don't know. We can write a kayfabe reason in there, but real reason, um, Hobbs is good. Hobbs is on a roll. Um, let's not, let's, let's not throw him out there by himself just yet. I, I will leave him with Taz. I, I do agree with you on that. That's not a, a, a slight remark or snide remark to, uh, to Hobbs. You know, yeah. we, we are big yes. little Hobbs fans here, but, um, you know, him going out on his own, it's not there yet. You know, yeah. you got the oven on at 450. You got another about uh, 10, 15 minutes left to go. And then yeah, we're yeah, ready yeah. to pull it out. But I think him with Taz is still a great pairing. Uh, he could be the Paul Heyman to his Brock Lesnar, yeah. so to say. Um, but where does that leave Hook? Does that leave Hook on his own and uh, Team Taz, or Team Taz is disbanded, but Taz to, to manage a heel Hobbs and Ricky Starks obviously would be on his own, but the... The, the big uh, loophole there is is Hook. Where, where does Hook align with this? Because that's um, his father, Hook, and Hook, he's the FDW Hook and Sparks champion. can be a tag team, bro. Hook is going heel. Hook is going heel? No. No, Hook and Starks can be a tag team. Ricky Starks. But he's holding the FTW title, which is a Team Taz title. Yeah. I want it. I'm fucking holding it. Well, you don't like it? Tough. So Taz is going to manage a heel Hobbs while his son goes on to be a babyface. Oh, yeah. Oh, Hook is a babyface, bro. All day. All day, I, I okay. think I think I think we get Hook and Ricky um, aligned, and maybe t- maybe um, Taz picks up another to team up with Hobbs, you know, and, and form a new and improved Team Taz, a different Team Taz, a better Team Taz. Right, we'll see if Jesse's correct. He thinks he thinks Taz, the uh, the man from Red Hook, Brooklyn, is lying through the skin a, of his teeth. Told a lie. Quite offended. <laughs> Who would have thunk it? New Yorkers are the most genuine, loyal, dedicated, and trustworthy people out there, bro. Um, Taz coming out and siding with Hobbs and and signing off on a beatdown of his son is nuclear heat, bro. Nuclear heat. And and and, and it's great for a babyface run for 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 Hook. I actually I actually do like the sound of that. I don't hate that at all. Yeah, that that'd be great stuff, man. Great stuff. Um, he doesn't, I mean, and, and, and you don't, and you don't leave Hook out, out there on the island by himself. 
because he has Ricky Starks, who is, I mean, better than pretty much anybody in the company on the microphone, not named fucking Eddie Kingston. Yeah. So, I mean, and the same way Hobbs can use a mouthpiece with Taz, Hook can still use his mouthpiece with Ricky Starks. I like it. I like it. This all led to Powerhouse Hobbs versus uh, a jobber. Ren Jones was his name. One minute. This guy uh, got hit with a huge splash in the corner. A big uh, short arm clothesline. That was pretty much it. Hobbs didn't even do the spine buster, which was uh, quite sad and disappointing to me. I, I would have loved to see him spine buster this guy. Spine on the pine in the middle of the ring. But no, no spine buster tonight. Uh, Hobbs wins in one minute. Starks ran out and attacked Hobbs. Fans went crazy for Ricky Starks. Stark, I love this. He shoved the referee when the referee was trying to separate them. And Hogs, Hogs, uh, Hobbs took the uh, spine buster to Ricky Starks. So he did give the spine buster to uh, Ricky Starks. And that was uh, it for this segment. And they did let it breathe a little bit. There was a nice facial reaction there. A nice facial shot of Will Hobbs there before uh, the segment came to a close. And Ricky Starks was obviously uh, selling the spine buster in the middle of the ring. Uh, this is uh, quite the showdown going at all out, bro, between Hobbs and Ricky Starks. Should be great. Bro, that, that's a suspension, bro. You can't touch a referee, man. You feel like Ricky Starks is getting suspended? Yeah, man. Rick, Ricky Starks. You can't touch an official, bro. That, that's, that's a suspension, man. That's going to leave... That's gonna leave Hobbs out there to run rough shot and get started with his with his little thing and leave Hook by himself out there for Hobbs to try to bully. Then the returning Ricky Starks. Oh man, it all it's all coming together, bro. It's all coming together. We'll see. I don't know if this leads to Ricky Starks being off TV for a week or two to serve that suspension for putting his hands on an official. I don't know. We'll see. Yep. Moving on, we got uh, a vignette with Miro. Miro was on the show tonight. Miro said a female has been visiting him and telling him things. I wonder who. I don't know. He said everyone reveals themselves soon and the Redeemer will as well. Now, there was, uh, I don't know if this was anything. It may be nothing. But uh, we had uh, Miro's right eye, the only visible eye in the segment as the other eye was left in the darkness. So you only saw one one side of his face. In this vignette, I don't know if that means anything. It's obviously a tease, as if as if he's joining the House of Black. But uh, I think Miro uh, not joining the House of Black. Obviously, it doesn't really fit in the overall vibe of the group. But Jesse mentioned a female has been visiting him. Who the hell is this female? And is that female his wife? And will she be making her debut imminently? I got an inside scoop, man. You got an inside scoop. Why don't you let us know here on OTS what the inside scoop is about uh, the Redeemer, the visiting female. Yeah. To the Redeemer. Yeah. You're hearing it here first. Here's Stephanie Julia. McMahon. This guy says Stephanie McMahon is visiting Miro. He's going back, bro. Stephanie McMahon is trying to enlist Miro back to World Wrestling Entertainment. Going back, bro. Nah, I'm fucking kidding. So... The clear, the, the clear uh, indicator, and the, the, he's alluding to it being Julia Hart you know, hiding the eye and all of that stuff. I think it's all a rouge. Uh, Miro is not joining House of Black. He's, you know, putting on the same show that Julia put on to try to tease it. But no, he's not joining House of Black. I don't know what he means about a woman visiting him. I'm still waiting for CJ. I'm not sure why CJ will be visiting her husband. So Somebody in the chat said it was Eva Marie. Oh, God, please. Can we ban that person? Somebody in the chat said it was Nia Jax. 
Can we ban that person? Yeah, can we get, too? get him out? Can we get ban him them all? Don't them really all. get him out, but I'm just saying. Get him out. No. That's fucking crazy, man. Um, yeah, but uh, Miro, Miro is, uh, is not joining House of Black. Uh, I, I don't know what Miro does at the pay per view. Maybe he's one on one with Malachi Black. I don't know. Or maybe they do Brody King versus Miro. Well, well, you got to think about what's the payoff? The payoff is, is Malachi and Miro, right? Yeah. I would think so. So that should be the, that should be the end of the feud. So how he's, how he's going to go through House of Black by himself, though, I don't know. No, he's not going to go through House of Black by himself. He's going to team with Darby and Sting versus House of Black at the pay-per-view. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, like, but, but at the end of the feud, though, is what I mean. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Got to be a showdown between Malachi and Miro, for sure. For sure. And, and, that, and that's what I'm thinking. For sure. It's got to be. That, that, that's, that's the money. That's the payoff match right there. So when they get to that, I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, who was this? Who was this woman coming to talk to? Was it Madison Rain? I don't know. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's Sasha Banks. Oh, man. No, no. <laughs> Bruh, the second you saw that tweet that said Triple H was running creative and talent relations, Sasha and Naomi were already back in WWE. Shop on WWEshop.com and use the term walkout for 20% off. Yeah. Use the use the term <laughs> Sasha and Naomi are returning tonight. Use the Bro, fucking code called, walkout for 20% off. I wonder where they're going. <laughs> he he called them before that news got leaked, bro. They were they it was done. You kidding me, bro? When Paul Levesque was announced on that Monday, bro. Fucking attorneys, bro. Bro, when he we, when he was announced on that Monday, it's 9 a.m. in Stanford, Connecticut, 901 hit. He called up the the fucking uh, residents of of Mikaze and Mercedes. Oh. Uh yeah, Mikaze, can I speak to Mercedes, please? Dude. How you doing? Easily. I'm not going back there and dealing with fucking Vince. That's right. Come back and deal it with me. I bet she she had to call off her fucking aggressive rabbit ass fucking attorneys to tell them to fucking quit. Yeah, and she wants to go back. So good for her. I'm so, so fucking good. proud of them standing up to fucking Vince, dude. Good. It all worked out for them. Yeah. We got oh my goodness, we got a one hundred dollar super chat Ooh. by Angel Alaga. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Love the show tonight, and Monday was pretty good. Hopefully, we get the trifecta on Friday. JD and Jesse, you guys rock. Angel Alaga. Awesome. With a $100 super chat. Thank you so much, brother. Super chats are open, guys. You guys can get them on in at the end of the show. You get them on in now. We'll read them at the end of the show. And listen, man, I got 2,300 people in this in this chat tonight, man. Number one in the community. I need a, a thousand likes minimum on tonight's post show for OTS. Jesse and I are uh, going through dynamite tonight and feeling good. Jesse's feeling good. We're going to talk about Darby feeling Allen good. now. Darby Allen, Jesse. He told uh, Malachi Black to remember he's the one who asked for the match. He said next week the last thing he sees will be, or actually Brody King, I'm sorry. Brody King, I'm, I got Malachi in the mind now. Brody King, he's the one who asked for the match. He said next week the last thing he sees will be his hand before he slams the coffin shut. Bro, you mentioned Brody King. Yeah. I just sent you a tweet that Brody King posted one minute ago. Brody He's King. on stage 
rocking the fuck out, dude. Brody King sent me... Well, no, he didn't send me anything. Jesse sent me a Brody King tweet. God's hate? God's hate live stage. at Sound and Fury. Full. I didn't know Brody King was in a band. This dude, he, he, look at this fucking crowd, dude. He's fucking killing it, man. Of course, man. Heavy metal. What the fuck? These fucking white kids are beating the shit out of each other, man. Bro, you awesome. kidding me, bro? Stage diving... Bro, I tell you, man, I went to one. I went to one heavy. You don't know who they are, but I, I went to one heavy metal show. I watched uh, the, the Bay Area Legends in Exodus at BB King's Blues Club. Man, Exodus Ooh. split the fucking uh, uh, the crowd. One half on one side, the other half on the other, and it was like a fucking meeting of the bulls, man. It was crazy, man. You go to those metal shows, bro. You, you may walk out fucking uh, uh, with, without an arm or a leg or uh, an eyeball. It's crazy. <laughs> Especially those to, live crowds. I don't know how they do it, man. Especially with the, all, all the protocols now and you being bunched together with a bunch of people and how dirty those fucking shows are. I don't know, man. I, I'm the old geezer that's sitting in the fucking bleachers watching uh, watching my bands perform nowadays, man, with a nice cold beverage in, uh, in, the, in the VIP seats. Dude, I used, I used to work security for this, uh, this local concert venue out here, like, you know, fucking long time ago. And... I saw a fight break out. It was, not, it was a legit fight. It was a legit fight. So I went into the crowd. It was standing room only. And my fucking bold ass went into the crowd to get into the fight and pull one dude off. And in the meantime, the other security guards trying to rush over to help. But that fight bled into the middle of a fucking mosh pit, dude. It took like 15 security guys come to save me to drag me away from that fucking mosh pit to save my damn life. Man. Bro, I've been to some I've been to some crazy shows, man. That's that's nothing, man. That's that's that's, that's the norm. I, I've seen uh shit. I, I've seen Cannibal Corpse eight times in concert. I've seen uh the most blasphemous death metal bands, even though I don't listen to that type of shit anymore, with the message that they put out there. It's crazy, man. These people are fucking crazy. And they show up, man, to these shows wearing Fucking makeup looking like demons from the underworld and spikes yeah. on there. I mean, it's fucking crazy, man. <laughs> I'm over here. I'm, I'm, I'm like, listen, I love the music, but I look like a fucking, I look like a, a weirdo to these people. Jeez, dude. I'm, telling, I'm looking at this shit. This, this, this shit is getting me fucking hyped. I, I got no volume on. I'm just looking at it. Yeah, I mean, you cannot, you cannot duplicate energy like that, man. At a, at a, at a, from a metal show, you can't duplicate that type of energy. With fucking anymore. Brody King on stage rocking these things. Look at this shit, dude. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. That's insane, man. Anyway, uh, moving on here. We got the coffin match. Uh, I, I'm not too big on the coffin match, but the, the, the last match that these, two's had, that, that these two guys had was great, so... Uh, you know, I don't like Darby ending feuds in a coffin match. I think it's uh, kind of overdone. But uh, there's no doubt in my mind this is going to be a crazy match next week. So uh, I may be eating my words more than likely uh, when we when we talk about this next week at Quake by the Lake. But um, the vignettes, I like the vignettes tonight, how they were added into the show. They, they, were, they were quick and to the point, And, you know, they, they made the show flow better. We got a, a lot of, you know, eyes on different things. And it didn't overstay its welcome. And the, the show flowed nicely. I like it. So uh, whatever they're doing has been working the last two weeks. Hopefully they keep that up. Yeah. Christian Cage and Matt Hardy, they had a match. This is uh, 23 years here these two were going at it, probably longer than that. And uh, this was not a bad match. Matt Hardy came out to the uh, Hardy Boys music. Christian Cage is out there healing it up. Matt attacked aggressively at the bell, sent Christian right down into uh, the apron early in the match. He kept up on the attack inside the ring short. 
power bomb for a two count. They went back outside again. Christian returned by sending Matt into the steel steps. Matt hit a superplex on Christian off the top, followed by a back body drop. Christian countered a twist of fate. Matt dumped him to the mat, hit a diving elbow for a two count. Christian then dropped Matt over the top rope and hit a diving headbutt for another two count near fall. Matt avoided Christian's drop down right that he usually goes for, hit a side effect for a near fall of his own. He followed it up with a second one on the ring apron, and he walks over to the timekeeper's area. Matt went for a diving elbow through the table that was set up, but Christian avoided it, and Matt goes crashing through the table. Back in the ring, it was academic from there. Kill switch for the one, two, three, and Christian gets the victory. After the match was over, Luchasaurus comes down the aisle. Christian was about to do a one-man concerto on Matt Hardy, and Jungle Boy came from the crowd trying to attack Christian, forcing Christian to run into the audience. Christian was uh, a pussy tonight, and Jungle Boy showed you with the wording on his shirt that said, Christian Cage is a pussy. You love it. Gotta love Jungle Boy, man. He's he, uh, Listen, man, you know, we're big Jungle Boy fans here. I love Jack Perry. I think he's awesome. And uh, I think we're seeing a new Jungle Boy, man. This is a different layer to Jungle Boy. And he's honestly killing him, man, with his attitude and his facial expressions and the anger that he's emitting towards this blood feud here with Christian Cage. I think he's killing it. I'm very excited about this match. I think they're going to kill it all out. He is. It, it is. Um, the, the whole thing got, you know, a hundred times more interesting after Christian turned, you know, and, you know, I, I, you know, I, I was the one, one of the ones leading the charge on Christian Cage's debut and his overhype and what he was going to be used for yep. and, I take it all back, man. Christian Cage has been worth every minute that he's been on television for quite some time. Not just since he turned heel, but it seems they found a little niche for him with the Jurassic Express, and it's playing out fantastically. And I'm enjoying everything Christian Cage right now. Yeah, it's 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 similar with a lot of people on, on AEW television. You know, Christian, you came in, he came in, you know, with this major announcement. It, it didn't really live up to hype. You know, he had that that Impact title run when Omega had um, had the Impact title. He beat Omega for the Impact title. That was a great match. Christians had great matches in AEW. But like everybody else, Jesse, you know, we, we got to be patient. Fans got to be patient. They, they might not start off the way you want them to, but it takes a little bit for the ball to get rolling. But when Tony Khan gets that fucking yes. ball rolling, it, it's it's quite the ride, you know? Yes, yes. I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. This is definitely, definitely, definitely an instance where let it play out uh, work because it, it it played out. I'm not convinced this was always the the direction of what they were going to do with Christian Cage, but nonetheless, um, adjustments were made, you know, things were done, and now it's all interesting. So, nonetheless, I'm enjoying it. So, And Luchasaurus is the big question mark here. He hasn't said much of anything. He hasn't really let his body language know or let us know about anything. Um, we could be looking at a heel turn at All Out or whenever this match takes place. Jesse, I know we got a little bit to go before All Out. It is uh, August 4th. We got literally a month to go. We got four more Dynamites, I believe. September 4th. September 4th, maybe five more Dynamites. Um, is it something that you're concerned about? Can they keep up the momentum for the next four or five weeks till the pay-per-view? How long uh, 
do you see this going? And do you think they could get there with uh, the storyline kind of kind of winding down a little bit? I think we're nearing the ending point here. I don't know how much more they can do on television. Can we get to the pay-per-view here for the next five weeks? I don't see why not. Dude. I mean, I, I, it, it's, it's so much easier for AEW to stretch out storylines because, again, they only have one show. two hours of yeah. live television, one hour pre-taped. You don't have to put every feud on television every week. Yeah. And there is so many different aspects and other ways to continue a feud. So I think five weeks for this, it's easy. Yeah. Easy. Again, you don't have to see it every week. And just a little, just give us some development every week when we do see it. If we're going to see it, just do some development on it. Just don't have us see it. And we could have missed it. And it didn't need to happen. Yeah. You know, make something different happen every time. So. This this week was the return of Jungle Boy, you know, and 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 still it re, we we have the remaining question of where is Luchasaurus's uh, loyalty? Everyone's thinking that it. it's not a mystery at this point. No one is convinced. Up oh, Luchasaurus is back to the Jungle Boy. No one is convinced of that. No one is convinced that he's a full heel or full face. Everyone's in the park of we're waiting to find out. We don't know. So there's development, and it's gonna drag. It's gonna it's gonna it's gonna take us to where we need to be into the pay per view. So not concerned. You know, the lack of TV time for AEW is a detriment and a benefit at the same fucking time. Yeah. You know, they have too much talent. They can't get them all on TV. But at the same time, storylines have plenty of time to marinate, you know, when they allow it. You know, because we don't have to see it every week. And if we don't see it for a week, there is plenty of other shit going on that we can get to see to develop those storylines. So um, I think we can easily get this to all out. I hope so, and I'm very excited to see what Jungle Boy does against Christian Cage. I think it's going to be a great match. Maybe they add some sort of stipulation to it. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. Tony Khan can get a little bit adventurous there uh, with those two. So uh, I'm very excited about what they got coming up with both of those guys at All Out. Yeah. Daniel Garcia, he was interviewed by Tony Schiavone, who said there was nothing ambiguous about last week's outcome. He said he tapped out the American Dragon, which he did not. He passed out. Said he can have another match when he's ready, and he will slay the American Dragon again. Now, it looks like we're getting another match between these two. Whenever that happens, I'm all for it. Sign me up. But uh, Daniel Garcia, man, he's just one of those names that continues to put on great match after great match after great match. He's making a name for himself through his in-ring work. He's getting better on the microphone. Uh, we may be looking at, uh, we, we mentioned this last week, too, with, with Starks and Hobbs and Hook. And the great job that Tony Khan did to build up the youth last week on Dynamite. Uh, Daniel Garcia should be definitely in contention for uh, discussion as well for Pillars of AEW. I don't know if that's still a thing or if that's the cool thing kids are talking about now. But as far as the future of the company is concerned, Daniel Garcia's name should definitely be in the conversation. Daniel Garcia, and I remember when he showed up, they put him with um, 2.0, you know, in the same way, you know, uh, uh, as a lot of the debuts went. And nobody knew who he was. Who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. Who the fuck is this guy? Dude? Like, oh, you don't know who this guy is. Well, whatever, man. And he had a match, and it was like, wow, that was pretty impressive, you know? Then he had another match. I'm like, wow. Was a... And then this guy has, I dare anyone to go out and find me an AEW bad Daniel Garcia match. Not possible. It has never happened. Same for Wheeler Yuta. You know, we saw these guys debut, and my reaction was the same for both of them. But watching some guys, you just watch them work, man. I saw two matches of Garcia, and I was already sold that this guy was a real fucking pro wrestler. 
You know, same for Wheeler Yuta. These guys can just tell it and sell it in the ring, man. And Garcia has one of those, he's one of those talents where it, it's gonna shine through. You give the give the guy more than 10 minutes in the match, and he's gonna make it happen, dude. And he's so good, he's so crisp and so young. I mean, to the point where I mean, this is long before the, the Blackpool Combat Club, and then we get Regal, and then we get Brian, and they're singing the praises of Garcia, dude. Uh, you can't you can't help but notice this shit, dude. This, this guy is real. He's really fucking good. And, and the thing he's is, not, he's we... not he's not perfect on the on the promo side or the charisma side, but my god, his in ring work is far above and beyond average. Man. And, and when we saw him, bro, he was a, he was a fucking baby. And, and over the last two years, you see him you see him growing up. Legitimately, you see him growing up, and, and that's one of the best things to me as a fan. To watch. That's the most redeeming part of watching this shit every week and talking about this shit every week is watching them legitimately grow up on our TV screens 52 weeks out of the fucking year. And that's where Daniel Garcia is right now. I don't know how old he is. How old is he? 22, 23 years old? Can you imagine when he's fucking 28, 29 years old, bro? He's not even, he won't even be in his prime. And well, he's that good now. He is. Let's see, how old is this guy? He's a sports entertainer. He's a sports internet entertainer. 23 years old. Bro, can you imagine when he hits his 30s? How good he's going to be? Christ, dude. We may be looking at the next Brian Danielson. He turns 24 all out weekend. Ridiculous. My God, he's so good, man. I don't know who, I don't know who is responsible for bringing him into the company, but kudos to them. That's a good. Putting him with and I mean and and again, this is this is how you improve. You, you got a guy who can work with the best in the ring, but he's not so great on the promos. But now look, he's fucking working with Chris fucking Jericho. Yep. Same with Wheeler Yuta. He can go in the ring all day. But on the charisma side, on the on the intensity side, on the promo side, he needs help. He's working with Fucking John Moxley, Daniel Bryanson, fucking Claudio, and William Regal. Same thing with fucking 2.0. They got dumped from NXT. 2.0. Irrelevant in NXT. They join AEW. They're in fucking one of the most popular factions in all pro wrestling, standing aside Chris Jericho on weekly television. This is fantastic. I, I see, I, I know a lot of people bash the, you know, the, the gang warfare and the factions in AEW, but it's not all about that all the time because... It's all about mentorship at the same time. You got veterans like Christian Cage and Jericho. Bro, that that that's not even a complaint anymore. I don't think I don't think anybody I, any, I don't think anybody's really complained about that. We did it early on because we didn't understand it. Now we're used to it, and now we and I, I can't even imagine it any other way. It works. Yeah, it it works. It goes apart. It's all a part of the thing where I say, well, AEW is so good at how they use their legends. They're not overbearing. They're not you know impeding on the growth of other talent. They're not bringing the show down. We go, we get to see Sting do shit, and we all love it, and we're happy to see it. And then we don't get it every week. And then when we do get it, it's in the right spots, and it's also showcasing others. And it's not just one legend taking the world title from someone who's on a hot streak at Hell in a Cell or whatever the fuck ever. Dude. I mean, so I mean, it's 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 all go it all goes so much better in AEW as it pertains to the legends. I've always appreciated that. Excalibur was narrating clips here with Pac defending his All-Atlantic title in Europe 
It included a person in the front row that we've been seeing for several months now with a box over his head. And apparently Kip Sabian has been following Pac around from match to match. I don't know what the end goal is here, but with Kip Sabian, Jesse, he's been out of the public spotlight here on AW for quite a few years now. I can't even remember the last time I saw him on television. Maybe it was during the middle of the pandemic with Penelope Ford. But uh, when they were working outside of uh, Daly's place uh, with no fans. But if this leads towards Pac versus Kip Sabian, uh, I, I would uh, I would imagine that Kip Sabian showing up every week sitting front row in a fucking box with a box over his head would lead to something a little bit more important than a match with Pac for the All-Atlantic title. So the thing they're doing with Kip Sabian is interesting to an extent because... With that box on, he can basically show up anywhere on the planet and not actually be there. Yep. So was he actually in the UK sitting? Did he actually fly to the UK to sit front row in a pack match and they just put somebody in the box, have him be front row and say it was Kip Sabian just to further a feud? Possibly. You know, either way. I mean, I just think it's, it's, it's you know, in that regard, it's smart, you know. Am I interested in watching Kip Sabian and Pac... It's a dead-end road. No. Pack deserves better. Just put him in the trios tournament with fucking Lucha Brothers and just call it a day. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on, we got uh, Ethan Page. He was in the ring, and he was uh, there finally getting TV time after he complained on social media about not getting TV time. A lot of people on AEW, a lot of uh, the catering department in AEW is complaining about lack of TV time. Ethan Page should not be one of those people complaining for TV time. He should be on TV I wouldn't say every week, but he should be a definite staple in the division for TV or TNT title or or something. I mean, he's that good. So he is talking about not being on TV, why he doesn't have an action figure or have his face on the side of the bus outside. He says he deserves better, but he got some cheers here. The people are obviously on his side. And then he asks, why are you people cheering? He said, you are the fans that don't buy my T-shirts. You buy an Orange Cassidy shirt instead. You buy the CM Punk shirt instead. You believe Eddie Kingston's bullshit when he comes out here. He said, the company's leaving more money on the table every week. He is not on TV. All of a sudden, Stokely Hathaway comes out, and he's standing in the ring while Ethan Page is ranting and ranting and ranting. Ethan turns around, and Hathaway offered him a business card, said something and whispered something in his ear, and then... Stokely Hathaway walked out of the ring very slowly. Ethan Page walked out right behind him, and they stood side by side. And Ethan Page, Jesse, looks like has a line with Stokely Hathaway here. No more Dan Lambert. No more Dan Lambert. I don't like this. So Stokely Hathaway now is leading the baddies. Stokely Hathaway is now leading Lee Moriarty. And now Stokely Hathaway is leading Ethan Page. I don't like this. Where is Lambert? Lambert may be finished. Finished how? But bullshit. Get him back. I don't want to hear that shit. Um, Scorpio Sky, what happens to America's top team? I don't know, man. Was American top team doing anything on TV that was going anywhere? It sounded like by the looks of social media, they they were more a negative or, or a fucking bane of the existence of the AW fans than anything. Well, they weren't doing anything with them. I mean, I they 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 were in, they were they were an item. They existed. They were a thing. Were they doing anything of substance with them at the time? No, they weren't. 
they should have been. Listen, man, you know, I listen, Dan Lambert was good for what he was asked to do, but if you're AEW and you're embarking on a WWE product that's going to get better by the week with Triple H running it, you need to put your best foot forward, bro. I don't think American top team or America's top team is going to be AEW putting their best foot forward. That's just my opinion. You got to have all your fucking guns blazing. You got to got you got to get all your soldiers lined up fucking that are going to do the job and fucking win the war, bro. I'm not saying it's going to be a war, but you got to put your best foot forward and you got to present dynamite in the best the very best way you can and I I don't see that coming from Dan Lambert. Well, that's that's not fair. I mean, every war is won with a fight. I mean, every, every look, Dan Lambert and America's top team can be a bullet in a magazine. They don't have to be the nuclear bomb to kill. Everything is a small piece to a bigger puzzle. And there was nothing wrong with Dan Lambert. Let's isolate Dan Lambert here. Dan Lambert was fucking great at what he does. I mean, as far as promo work, we're talking Paul Heyman levels of good. He was very good. I'm not going to say that uh, he wasn't. Very fucking good. So So for being that good on the mic, on TV, find something for him. Now, if the guy just, I mean, if the, the financial thing, or he just doesn't want to do it anymore, or he can't do it anymore, then nothing can be helped there. I mean, that it is what it is. But you can't tell me you can't find something good for Dan Lambert to do on TV. If it's not America's top team, then it is what it is. But that guy needs to be on TV. Listen, man, we're embarking on Trio's championships and a Trio's tournament. Maybe we get SCU back together. I can see SCU coming back together. Maybe it's probably that, best for both I, of them. That none of them have really felt any any, any different or better. I feel no. like Scorpio. Yeah, you know, listen, man, Scorpio's guy's mega talented, but you know, let's be real, he hasn't really felt like you know the breakout guy that everybody thinks he is. I I, I don't. I just look, look. This is this is just a personal opinion thing. I just don't think he was pushed far enough. They made him a title, then took it from him fifteen minutes later. I don't think that he was given. Yes, they fought. I don't up. think I don't think that they're done with Scorpio. They're not gonna bury him. I just wanted to see where this particular gimmick was gonna go. You know. Yeah, they fucked him up. They did. They did. They fucked it up. Scorpio we'll will be fine. He's taken care of. He has friends in his. I'm not worried about Scorpio Sky and his push. I just wanted to see this particular gimmick with America's top team get a little bit, a little bit something different other than just Sammy and Brandy and, and give him something. You know, just fucking different. I don't know. As long as we still get Scorpio Sky, I hope Lambert's not going anywhere, and Ethan Page was is going to land wherever he lands. So Ethan Page should be, be fine. fine. I want to see more Ethan Page uh, definitely on TV, and hopefully this is the beginning of, of something a little bit more substantial for him. Maybe he's got fights coming up, Lambert. Oh, Somebody in the chat said that uh, America's top team isn't really doing too well, and they've been losing, so he needs to be back at the school. I don't know. Maybe they're be. struggling. It could be. Moving on, we got. I'm sorry, that's I'm sorry. That's a company that makes money off wins and losses, dude. They can't be fucking yeah. around with losses. Man. Yeah. So, Shivani interviewed Matt Menard, Angela Parker, and Anna J. Menard asked Shivani, Shivani, if he wants to know what makes his nipples hard. Okay. Shivani said no. Menard <laughs> said, "In one week, Jericho is going to become le champion for the second time." Shivani said, "Well, he has to beat Wheeler Yuta first. Parker accused Shivani of being a wise ass. Anna J. Then interjects and says. She is the newest member of JAS. She is the sexiest and toughest. I'm not going to disagree there. Jesse doesn't like Anna JAS. I'm sorry. 
Listen, Jungle Boy, if you're watching, bro, listen, just have your way with him, bro. Get, get rid of him. Jungle Boy, if you're watching, go do something about your fucking girl. <laughs> go snatch her ass away from JAS. Bring her with you and do something, dude, because this heel shit is not working. I want to boo Anna JAS about as much as I want to boo Becky Lynch. She, she threatened to choke out everybody within her vision, and she attacked a staff member... And she was shown on the floor giving this guy the Queen Slayer chokehold. Jim Ross said, what a way to go. <laughs> Jim and Ross then, was then, like, And yeah. then Taz was like, well, he, I, I wish he would have did it to Shivani. <laughs> Jim Ross is like, hey, can I go next? <laughs> Listen, I'll leave it up to the chat. Who do you want to be? Which, which, which one would you rather be part of? Being choked by Anna Jay or being choked by Rhea Ripley? Your choice. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'd take out NIJ too, man. Moving on, we got uh, Austin hey. and Colton Gunn versus The Acclaimed. This was a dumpster match. That's a little throwback here to uh, the New Age Outlaws against Cactus Jack and my boy Chainsaw Charlie during the Attitude Era, if you guys remember that. This is my, uh, my kind of jam right here. Justin Roberts was in the middle of the ring. We got dumpsters on the stage and dumpsters by ringside. Bowens bashed Billy Gunn on the stage with the trash can. Colton ran up the ramp for the save. Bowens bashed him with a trash can. He did the same to Austin, who charged like a dumbass after that. Caster came out, and there was no theme music or, or anything like that. And then when they disposed of the guns, he then said, hit my music, and they rapped while the match was underway. And he said, one of the lines in here, he says, uh, I'm not Instagram with any filters, but we'll make the trash boys retire like Vince McMahon. Or something along those lines. I don't know. You got the exact quote there, Jesse. I didn't write the exact quote down. I do not. I do not. But that was pretty much the gist of it. He, um, yeah, he, he, you know, mentioned Vince McMahon being retired. You know, it was uh, not about the exact wording. It's about what he got to say on TV. It popped the crowd, too. Like, oh! He said Vince McMahon. Yes, they referenced Vince McMahon's retirement. And he also said, I'm more positive than a Joe Biden COVID test. Twice. Twice. Isn't isn't Biden like quadruple vaxxed? Uh, probably. Probably. But he got COVID and, and twice. Back to back week. Vaxed. Hey, man, I'll say this. He lived through them. Because that guy's old and dwindled enough to he could have gotten it and not survived it. So... It is what it is. Listen, the, the Vince McMahon reference got a oh ooh, and an ah from the crowd, so everybody loved that. And then um, the match got underway. So the guns contro- took control early. The guns dumped the acclaimed into the dumpster early on, came up short by closing the lid. The acclaimed took the guns down. They brawled up the ramp after a break. Bowens put Colton on a table. Caster then leapt off the top of a tunnel and landed the mic drop, elbow drop, through the table and through Colton, shattering the table. Fans chanted, holy shit, holy shit. And then Taz said, you can smell the stench from the trash bin. All of a sudden, we got both guys in the bin, and that was it. The, uh, the guns have uh, been uh, dumped in the trash, and the acclaimed win here in the dumpster match. After the match was over, they zip-tied the lids closed. And they started to roll the dumpster to the edge of the stage. 
And just like the New Age Outlaws did to Chainsaw Charlie and Cactus Jack, they rolled Jesse the Dumpster off the stage, and it flipped completely over on its top. And if the guns were in there, which I'm assuming they were not, because normally these things have rigged backings, and they probably slid out into the back somewhere. Uh, this looked, if they were in there, bro, that was, uh, that was a fucking devastating fall right on top of its head. Oh, no, they were in there, man. <laughs> they, were, they, they, they were in there. Yeah, they were in there. And, 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 this, and this nod, man, this... Yes, Tony Khan, man, look at the throwback to the fucking Attitude Era, man. You're talking about like fucking uh, King Mark over here, man. We love it. You know, yes. who, who's going to reference something like that? It, it, it's a major... You know, the funny thing is, it's, it's, it, it, everything comes full circle, man. That's why we love AEW so much. This was a huge fucking memorable moment in the career of the New Age Outlaws. You know, Billy Gunn is managing his sons now in AEW, and they're in the same fucking match. It's a beautiful thing, man. Yeah. Yeah. But I got something that I haven't heard anyone else on the planet talk about. What's so that? on and um about what was it? Back in uh, back in November um of last year, um Austin Gunn um had to issue an apology. Yes. For some tweets that he did. Yes. About a decade ago. I remember that. I don't remember what it was about, but I do remember that. Oh, he dropped some N-words there, buddy. Oh, boy. Um, It wasn't good. You know, it was before he was a star. And he got into some deep shit. And he had to issue some apologies for it, man. And um, it sucks. It's fucked up. But remind me again why the Briscoes are not on TV. I can't tell you. They said so, they said something homophobic about uh, about their their children learning about something in school. I don't know, I don't know. So, the world is fucked up now, man. I don't know. I, I don't, even, I don't even know what it was. I do. It was you're right. It was a homophobic tweet, but he's since apologized for it. Yes, twelve years ago, long before you know, back in November. Yes. So why aren't the Briscoes allowed on fucking TV? Bro, did you watch? I know we, we, we watched. We is. watched Dynamite last week, bro. They 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 recapped the FTR Briscoes match. Did you? Did you? I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's just me. You know, my mind gets fucking thinking and racing with these things, and I watch this show and I take the notes. But I saw in the video package, man, they highlighted that match, that great tag team match, the two out of three falls. You know, they did everything to not show the Briscoes face on on TBS last week in that video package. I don't know if that you you picked up on that. That all they did was um, all, all they did was show FTR. Beating down the Briscoes, and they showed nothing with the Briscoes beating down FDR, and they didn't even show West. Uh, they didn't even show uh, Jay and Mark uh, Briscoes' face last week. Yeah, but they're wrestling each other, wrestling themselves. I uh, guess. I mean, but it. But look, I'm, I'm not. Even, I'm not even gonna get into, you know, oh, the cancel culture is sucks. I mean, we all, we all, we all hate it. We all get that part. My thing is, where's the consistency? Why is Austin Gunn allowed on TV, but the Briscoes are not? Listen, man, I don't even know if that's something that you would raise a, as a question to Tony Khan during the scrum. No, no, because had his have his way, the Briscoes would be here too. Of course they would be. And I'm not trying to take Austin Gunn off TV. I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, cancel him too. No, no, the point is this guy made a mistake and he apologized and he's on TV. Good for him. Now, why can't these guys get that same respect? I have no idea. And yes, they would be on TV. 
I mean, if you have the Briscoe signed to any sort of contract, Ring of Honor, AEW, you putting those fucking guys on TV, they make the TV show better. Yes. In every fucking way. Yes, it's so it's so fucking stupid. I, I mean, yeah, I'm not trying to be like, get Austin Gunn out of here. I'm like, no. I'm looking at, you know, the stuff he said. I'm looking at the apologies, and it has never happened again, and he's enjoying himself and doing well on TV. Awesome. Now, why can't the Briscoes get that same goddamn treatment, dude? All right, so it's a it's a legitimate question. It's it really is. It is. That's that's messed up. The Briscoes should be on TV. The fans want to see the Briscoes on TV. Well, that may be something for uh, a Warner executive to answer, not Tony Khan. So uh, I, I know yeah, if Tony Khan had his way, the Briscoes would be here next week. I absolutely agree. Hey, I was wondering that as I watched Austin Gunn on TV, like why in the. F- okay. I thought about it a long time ago, but that's when the the um that's when the ass boys were basically primarily on dark. But now they're on TV pretty much, you know, a lot. Great. Why can't others get the same forgiveness when they apologize and back and forth? I mean, I don't fucking get it, man. I just don't fucking get it. Yeah, that's it's, like I said, it's a legitimate question. Uh, maybe we'll never find out. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Rampage, we got uh, an interim AEW World Championship Eliminator match. John Moxley will go one-on-one with Mance Warner. I don't know who this is. I don't, I, I've heard of him. But I don't really follow Mance Warner on the indies, but apparently everybody's in love with him, so he's wrestling John Moxley on Rampage Friday live. Madison Rain debut on Friday, and Friday Night Street Fight Swerve in our glory versus Tony Nese and Josh Woods. Like I said, Rampage will be live on Friday, as I'm assuming they're taping Battle of the Belts here tonight after Dynamite for uh, for Saturday. Ring of Honor World Championship, Claudio Castagnoli versus Konosuke Takeshita should be a tremendous match there. AW Women's World Championship match, Thunder Rose versus Jamie Hayter. That's something that's going to be good there. And TNT Championship, Wardlow versus Jay Lethal. This is the best Battle of the Belts that Tony Khan has put on Saturday night so far. This is the third Battle of the Belts. And then Dynamite, Quake by the Lake next week. Big, big show. Coffin match, Darby versus Brody. We got uh, Brody King, that is. Lucha Brothers versus Roosh and Andrade El Idolo in a Tornado Tag Team match. Oh, my goodness. We got Jade Cargill, TBS Open Challenge. I wonder who Tony Khan's bringing in for that one. And an interim AEW World Championship match, John Moxley versus Chris Jericho next week for the title. John Moxley's working his ass off as an interim champion. The guy's doing it, man. The guy's doing it. Moxley is Moxley is the quintessential AEW champion, dude. Nobody is gonna sit there and debate and refute John Moxley as champion. Well, he no. did this, bro, he did this when he was US champion and, and WWE champion back in uh under Vince. I mean, he was he was basically the Cal Ripken of fucking live events, bro. He never missed a live event. Yeah. Yeah, the guy loves what he does, dude. And he he, he fucking loves it. So AEW's got some great stuff coming up. To look forward to. What I look, what I like about Battle of the Belts, though, on Saturday nights, it 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 straight up reminds me of Saturday night's uh, main event. Yeah, it, it's treated as you know, as uh, we get it as rarely and it's special when we do get it. Uh, it, it have that Saturday night main event feel to me. Yeah. I like it so much. Yeah, I'll be watching. I'll be watching a nice old fashioned, nice cold beverage on the couch. We got an interim world championship match, Jericho uh, Eliminator match. This is the Jericho versus Wheeler Yuta. This is to determine who goes on and gets a championship match against John Moxley, which we know is Chris Jericho now, being that we just went over the match card for next week. Um, this was a very good match. Very good match. We got uh, the JAS out there. They're out there 
is out there. Angela Parker grabbed Yuta's boot, leading to a 2.0 ejection here. Jericho cut Yuta off, and they go to commercial break, sending him, sending him crashing over the top rope. Um, so we get back from commercial. He's in control as Jericho. Yuta hit an atomic drop and Inzaguri, and he followed with huge cross bodies, and that sent both men to the mat. So they traded slaps in the center of the ring. Yuta hit four consecutive German suplexes and bridged for the two count on the last one. Jericho came back and locked on the walls of Jericho, forcing Yuta to crawl his way to the ropes. Yuta sent Jericho to the floor and landed three suicide dives. They go back inside. He landed a diving crossbody for another near fall. Jericho hit an underhook backbreaker, which looked brutal. And Yuta countered a lion salt and climbed the ropes. Jericho turned a dive from Yuta off the top into a code breaker for a near fall. Yuta tied Jericho up in the regal stretch, but Jericho got out of it with Floyd the Bat. Yuta avoided the Judas effect, locked on the seatbelt cradle for a very, very close near fall before Jericho applied the lion tamer. And when he breaks it out, it is a beautiful thing. Leaning back on Yuta, and that was it for a submission victory. Jericho versus Moxley, signed, sealed, and delivered for Quake by the Lake next week in Minneapolis. After the match, Jericho wouldn't let go of the lion tamer. Moxley came out, chasing him out of the ring. Jericho talked on the ramp and said, the lion heart will return next week, and he's going to stretch the shit out of John Moxley and win the world title. And Moxley was pretty much saying, yeah, what? sure you are. Sure you are. And that's the way Dynamite went off the air. Wait, before we get before we, before we jump into that one, I forget real quick. Um, my pick for Jay Cargill's opponent. Yes, Mia Yim. Mia Yim. Why is it Mia Yim? Oh, I mean, she's she's gonna come join her husband at some point, man. What other surprise free agents do we have in the, the women out there? Tegan Knox. Tegan Tegan Knox is a no. Tegan Knox is going back home, bro. No. Yes. No, she's gone. She's going back home. Candace I think Mia. I, I would I would say Mia Yim would be poised to go back home, but but her husband's here. She's gonna she's gonna come with her husband. Yeah. Anyway, guys, that was uh, that was pretty much it uh, on Dynamite. Very very good show. I love the way it flowed. I love the the video package that they threw in and out of there. I mean, Tony Khan has definitely listened to the audience uh, for uh, the show slowing down. Uh, you cannot tell me that this man is not listening to the fe- to the feedback to make this show better. So uh, two thumbs up here, and good job, TK. I thought that was awesome. Um, And yeah, man. Yeah, man, we're going to get into the Super Chats right now. But listen, bro, I'm going to leave the floor to you for the next 30 seconds. You're going to plug what you got to do. I'm going to put some music on. I uh, unfortunately have to run to the uh, restroom because my liquid death is catching up to me, man. And I I also had an old-fashioned before I hit the air. So all that's catching up to me. So plug your shit. I'll put on some tunes, and I'll be back in 30 seconds. Right on. Guys. Unsub from JD's channel. No, no, see, now I'm not right going away. Away. Oh, you didn't leave yet. Shit. No, I did not leave yet. Okay, sorry. I'll be back. Do your thing. Go ahead and leave. I'm not leaving because I see the fucking look on your face, you <laughs> fucking clown. All right, I'm going. Yeah. Guys, 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 guys. I know it's not everyone's cup of tea. I get it. But for those of you who have the free time on Mondays, Tuesdays, Join me while we watch Dark, where we get to find out who is the up-and-coming talent coming to the AEW main roster at some point. You know, it used to be that um, they had a lot of the 
the AEW roster come over and do matches on Dark. Unfortunately, I gotta admit, it's not so much that anymore. But nonetheless, we, we, we do still get to see a lot of the indie talent, the local talent, and we get to see new gimmicks being worked on and things like that. But forget that part. The coolest part is the booty meat. We get all the fucking booty meat on Dark, bro. And we get the booty meat emotes for our Taco Crew members. I digress, bro. Just follow me. I'm gonna put my channel right here in the chat. There we go. Follow that channel. Click on it. Follow me. Mondays, Tuesdays, 6 p.m. Central Time. Also, just add it to the lineup. Fridays. I do a Friday night watch along for Rampage. Join me. We will go over what's going on in the ring. We'll talk about me. We normally talk about JD because he doesn't watch the show. And it's a good time, bro. It's a good fucking time. There's never a good time with you, bro. Is he back yet? There's never a good time with you. Don't listen to this clown. Oh, God. Fuck, he's back. (laughs) God damn it. All right. Yes, go follow Jesse at Chi-Town Smart. Go listen to his YouTube show. He does live reactions for uh, Dark. Bro, what'd you think of Parker Boudreaux, bro? He looked good. I'm not going to sit here and say, holy shit. He looked good. He looked good. We gave him three plus, you know, meaning he got three tacos or more. Three on our show means... So we have a five taco scale. One taco, get the fuck out of here. You know, two tacos, uh, you didn't really show us anything. Now, it starts to get good at three tacos. At three tacos, we want to see more. Like, there was something there we didn't get to see enough of. We want to see more. Four tacos is, yeah, 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 yeah. Something is definitely happening right there. Can't wait to see what else it is. Five tacos is, it has to immediately be mentioned on this show on Wednesday nights. That's the fun we have on Mondays and Tuesdays. There you go. I thought it looked good, too. Um, I'd probably give him a, a three out of five taco rating myself. A lot yeah. of Lesnar a lot of Lesnar look there with him. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I said the same thing. And it's going to be... The battle for him is going to be shedding that, oh, this is a Brock Lesnar thing. Yeah. Um, that'll happen when he gets established with a gimmick where he lands. So when he gets his own, own gimmick wherever he lands, he'll start to shit that Brock Lesnar image. But we got to find out where he's going. Nobody knows where he's... Is he going back to WWE? I don't know. I, I, I said this last night on my NXT review. I would I would be shocked if Triple H doesn't give him a call back. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But he looked good. I want to see more. Anyway, guys, we're going to read through your Super Chats. Uh, thank you for all the love tonight. Hit that thumbs up. We are 25 away from 1,000. The minimum goal here is 1,000. Hit that thumbs up. 1,000 likes, please. We got over 2,400 people in the venue tonight. I appreciate you guys very, very much. And uh, hit that join button, man. Please hit that join button. Become a VIP. We do VIP-only chats on Sunday nights, and we'll be doing it again this Sunday with episode 439 of the podcast. Starting off with whoa, the Super whoa, whoa. Chats. Oh, wait, wait. Don, Don Zell said that Mia Yim is assigned with uh, Impact. Is that yeah. true? Yeah, it's is? a short-term deal, though, I heard. Oh, okay. Yeah. Whew. God, please. Um, Joseph Taylor with a $5 Super Chat. Jesse, do you listen to the hip-hop groups NWA and Run DMC? Not currently. I mean, I've listened to them. <laughs> hey, we're going there, the there's no, there's no again, new bro. You don't know who this is, bro. You're J- Jermaine Dupre, bro. Yeah, there's... There's no new NWA or Run DMC albums. No, I don't go around listening to, you know, 30-year-old albums on a frequent basis. 
but I don't dislike them. I like NWA. I like Run DMC, but no, I'm not currently listening to Run DMC in my, in my no. playlist. No. Joseph Taylor also says with a two dollar super chat, rest in peace, Vince Scully and Bill Russell. Rest in peace to Vince Scully, man, one of the best. And Bill Russell, again, one of the best of all time. Tony Brown with a 499 Super Chat. He says, meet on display with a thumbs up emoji. Damn right. Lots of meat tonight, Tony Brown. The best night for meat is Wednesday. Damn right. Joseph Taylor with a $5 Super Chat. I can see maybe Nixon Newell answering Jade's Open Challenge next week for the TBS title. Bro, she's going back to WWE. She was unceremoniously fired. She's going, yeah. And she was a Triple H girl, no doubt about it, man. He he sat there and watched her have two almost career-ending injuries in the same way. You don't think she's yeah. going back there? I need I, I I need her back on TV with Dakota Kai. Yeah. Michael Cole loves her, too. Man. Awful Grimbones with a 499 Super Chat. Little brother and I just seen our first AEW show live, and we loved every minute of it. I had my JDZ Elite shirt on, repping OTS. Now we're getting pizza. Sounds like a great night, Grimbones. I knew you'd enjoy it, and they always put on a great show, and that really makes me happy, man. Awesome. Joseph Taylor with a $2 Super Chat and a $2 Super Chat back-to-back. He says, I'd love to see Anna J choke out Jesse, and White Claws are for geeks like Jesse, he says. Hey, man. People love to hate me, bro. What can I say? I know. Well, he's a shy town smart for a reason. Uh, Hooligram, uh, $5 Super Chat. We got ROH Fight Night Saturday. Let's go. Super pumped for this. Cheers, JD and the OTS homies. Thank you, Hooligram. Thank you for holding down the chat. I know it gets a little feisty here on Wednesday because there are a bunch of geeks in here, but thanks, bro. Charles Jerome with a two-month membership. Thank you for the recommitment, brother. Been watching this podcast since December of last year. Absolutely enjoying it. Keep it going, dude. Also excited for the next few weeks of wrestling. Happy to hear it, Charles. And thank you for uh, coming on board, man. Better late than never. I know we had some... Uh, it's always something with this fucking show on Wednesdays. Uh, it was nothing more than a minor uh, volume adjustment, but uh, hopefully it all sounded good for you guys. Still don't know what the fuck it was, dude. I sound so fucking horrible in my own ear right now. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm like blasting in my own ear, man. D Bastardo with a $5 super chat. Hey, fellas, the Flair match was hard to watch. Should have just had Flair versus Vincent and the misery all in one shot. Flair could barely chop. So sad. Yeah, it was terrible, Bastardo. What do you want me to say? Me, Wilson, with a $10 super chat. Tonight was a good episode. And JD, I would love or I would have liked to be that guy Anna J choked out great review guys you guys kill it as usual well, listen bro you know you're to gonna have to answer the Jack Perry there bro I'm sorry man yeah he's probably living between those okay let me alright let me, let me. Tyler B with a nine month membership thank you Tyler B for the recommitment to the VIP club Dynamite was great tonight we are both we are both of your thoughts on MJF at this point. Oh, what are your thoughts on MJF at this point? Always love the reviews, JD and Jesse. OTS for life. Um, listen, man, uh, MJF is living at home in Plainview, Long Island, and he's and waiting for CM Punk to get healthy, and then he'll be back on TV. There's a reason why he hasn't been mentioned. There's a reason why he hasn't tweeted. There's a reason why he doesn't show up anywhere. He hasn't had a fucking word said about him. Nope. There's a reason. 
Nope, he's getting he's getting, letting the name cool off, letting that letting that uh pipe bomb marinate for a little bit. And um, I, I'm 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 guessing. I mean, again, I'm fucking guessing. I'm I'm guessing the plan was to have this play out by now, but the injury to Punk just kind of had to pause everything. Yeah, so, that's all. Thank you, Tyler B. With a nine month membership, what are you drinking, brother? Sinister Classic with a $2 Super Chat. AEWWE, why can't we just like both? Because people are fucking mental. That's why. I like both. Now I'm I'm a Triple H cocksucker. Last week I was a Tony Khan cocksucker. This week I'm a Triple H. I can't can't, uh, can't be shills to both companies. Everybody said I was negative for seven years. Now the the one week I'm positive, now people want me to be negative. It's fucking hilarious. I I don't get people. They, they, They act like... Why do people feel like they have to like one and just cannot like the other one? If, I mean, do you listen to one people? band and one band only? You can't have a, a bunch of favorite bands. I don't get it. They just have this sense of just, just hate, just against whatever they don't enjoy. Like, do I you don't eat at Fridays and not eat at Applebee's? Do you not? Eat, do you eat at Burger King but not eat at McDonald's? What I mean, oh, I don't eat that yeah. shit anyway, but. Uh, I mean, there are things out there that are similar in in this. Like this, this is a perfect one for me. I love both. I think I spend more money on one than the other, but I love both. And whenever whatever is equally available to me, I'll go and and I'll love it. Do do you not drink Starbucks? Or do you drink Starbucks but not drink Dunkin'? I I I mean, I love coffee. I'll go into a mom and pop fucking coffee shop. I don't give a fuck. Just give me a fucking coffee. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it it is possible to get what you enjoy. I mean, this is what he's saying. It is is possible to get what you enjoy from different sources. If you like pizza, you don't only get pizza from one place, one place only, never anywhere else, and you hate everyone else who makes pizza. That's fucking stupid, bro. I mean, I could come up with a bunch of examples. I mean, mean, do you drink Budweiser and not drink Bud Light? Or, Or Coors Light? It's the same shit. Do you not? Do you go to the store and buy Briar's ice cream, but not eat Turkey Hill ice cream? I mean, it's yeah. it's fucking ridiculous. It's pro yeah. wrestling. Yeah, I, I, Madison Rain was on commentary for Elevation tapings tonight and got into a verbal altercation with Jade Cargill. Oh boy. Here we go. Oh boy. Yeah, Madison Rain is actually married to Josh Matthews. Josh Matthews. Josh Matthews. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Awesome. All right. Sinister Classic. Uh, I don't know, bro. I don't know. Thank you for the two dollars super chat. Uh, Ricardo Nunes with the twenty dollars super chat. One name: Tony Storm Maroney. Salud, me, hermano. You could miss it. Thank you, Ricardo okay. Nunes. I'm looking at Jesse as if uh, I'm looking for him to translate what I just read here. Isa, what does that say? It says, thank you so much for, for tuning in and, and contributing to the channel, brother. Thank you, Ricardo, with the $20 Super Chat. Uh, James, with a $5 Super Chat. Jesse, your mic was turning heel at the start of the show, and you forgot the sour cream on my tacos again, bro. Yep. You know me, just going around and changing all of the settings and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad it happened here because if it happened when I was using OBS, I would legitimately not be sure that it wasn't me because you know there's different mic levels on OBS and then on the road. I don't have OBS, or I can't use OBS, so I only have one fucking device. This is it. I got one switch, bro, and it's all the way up. That's 
there's nothing, nothing else I can do. There's nothing on my laptop. There's no other settings. There's one fucking knob for the input. We got uh, Michael Liege with a $5 super chat. If SmackDown kills a live Rampage in the ratings this Friday, AEW is in big trouble. Why are they in big trouble, man? Rampage is on at a 10 p.m. time slot, and it's not supposed to be a ratings draw, bro. One of these people, like, here we go. You're going up against the longest-running fucking wrestling show, the second-longest-running wrestling show of all time. On Fox 5 here in New York City, a fucking syndicated channel. Public channel. I don't get you, people. Warner Media is happy with the production that Tony Khan is giving them. Okay? They're not losing their TV deal. Francis Loop with a $5 super chat. $5. This Francis Loop is all over the place. Holy shit, Francis Loop. Why don't you just give me one lump fucking super chat, bro? Oh, my goodness. I appreciate you, bro. What the fucking say? Right, right now, my biggest interest on Raw is how and if Triple H will change Nikki Ash back to NXT, Dark Loner, hang out in the bowels of the buildings, Nikki Cross. Piper Niven to Mina, Sasha and Naomi to SmackDown, Candice LeRae to Raw, and Zelina Vega to SmackDown to manage Los Lotharios. I think Eddie Kingston and Ruby Soho should lead the Dark Order. They're more like a group of lost souls than a cult. Then Adam Page can go on his own. The women of Raw are headed towards a Survivor Series elimination match, not War Games. The women of Raw trying to outdo blood and guts this year because, or between BCC and JAS, give me a break. Eventually, Anna Jay will confront the Dark Order and call Negative One a brat and bully him. No, then, during the bloody barbed wire street fight between Anna Jay, Tay versus Sky Blue Ruby Soho, Amanda Huber comes out. <laughs> down to the ring to a huge pop and beats down on Anna Jay's bloody forehead to a huge crowd reaction for what Anna said to her son. Jesus fucking Christ. Francis Luke, did you have a dream about this last night, bro? Okay, that's fucking hilarious, though. Talk about fantasy booking, Francis Luke. Anna Jay and Tay Conti will never come out as heels or whatever the fuck and say anything bad about Negative One. Ever. No. And why isn't it leading to a War Games match, bro? You don't think Triple H would be doing War Games at a Survivor Series? The, fight, the, the Survivor Series concept is dead. Those women would love a War Games match. Man, I just thought about that. We get to see a Triple H run Survivor Series. Yes, bro, I talked about this on Monday. You didn't hear me mention this on Monday? Yeah, I did. Okay. I, you definitely listened to the show on Monday. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I had to farm I mentioned on this Destiny, on Monday, man. bro. I had to farm. Who? I had to farm on Destiny, man. Oh. You know what I did? I downloaded Vanilla Destiny. I downloaded Destiny 1. I can't I can't even look at it. It's kind of fun. I like the... Because I, I still got all my weapons. All of my fucking gear. It was kind of fun. El Chino Rodriguez with a 999 Super Chat. I find it stupid out BC... I'm assuming he's talking about BC Amplified. Thinks that Dynamite isn't good because they can't hit 1 million viewers weekly. He says that TK doesn't like negative feedback, and that is the reason why he copy-striked him. Well, well, clearly, now by the end of that statement, it tells me that he already got an agenda against AEW. He mad because he got copy-striked. 
I got a copyright like everybody else. strike from AEW. It's not from AEW. It's from YouTube. It's an automated fucking system, man. It's not like Tony Khan is paying somebody to scan every last single podcast to look for content. You know, it, no. Not how it works, dude. BC does his own thing, bro, but uh, Dynamite isn't good because they can't hit 1 million viewers? Give me a break. Come on. Joseph Taylor with a $2 Super Chat. I would do uh, Adam Kenny Full Gear Lights Out match. I, I never watched this BC guy, but from, I mean, just from hearsay, I'm starting to sound like the guy's a prick and I won't like him. But I've never watched it myself. Like, I don't know. That's a good idea, Joseph Taylor. We could we could very well see that. Uh, Chino, thank you for the $9.99 Super Chat. Awful Grimbones, $1.99. Nothing like seeing booty meat live in person. Ooh, live booty meat. Listen, man. There you go. <laughs> you, guys got a, you guys got quite the show, man. Uh, Johnny Slice with a $10 Super Chat. Tony must be listening to OTS because problems are being fixed and the past two weeks have been so much better. You are the TK Whisperer. Keep doing what you're doing. Stay red, JD and Jesse. I hope so, man. I hope Tony Khan's watching. That'll be uh, that'll be the uh, creme de la creme if TK's watching, man. There are that'd people be, in that locker room that, that we know watch, but who they are, I don't know. I hope he's watching because if he is, I want him to know that I didn't get a fucking press pad. Okay, you know what? Just Johnny Slice, thank you, bro. Angel Alaga with a $100 super chat. Thank you, Angel. Love the show tonight. Monday was pretty good. Hopefully, we get the trifecta on Friday. JD and Jesse, you guys rock. Thank you, Angel. Eli with a nine-month membership. Hope y'all were able to see the OTS sign tonight. Show was a blast. I didn't see it, Eli. If you were sitting front row, bro, and I... And I maybe thought that was you. The black ink or the black marker you wrote on the white sign with, bro, the light, the way the light was shining in that front row, I couldn't see anything, bro. I didn't see no OTS sign. Yeah, I didn't see it either. I'm sorry, I didn't see it. No. Scorpio 1117 with a $2 super chat. No Jade Cargill for the second week in a row. WTF. Two hours of live TV a week, bro. Relax. And that women's match we get, that wasn't good enough for you? Man. Why are you sending me this shit, bro? I thought that was fucking hilarious, man. He's never coming back to the company. But he posted... We're not going to say we're not gonna say his name. Okay? No. Okay. But he posted this. Yes. And it's going to get a ton of negative feedback. Why would he... That's what he, that's what he thrives in, bro. He thrives in negative feedback. Why would he put this Listen, if Velveteen Dream comes back, bro, it is going to be a fucking disaster. Oh, God. Do you think WWE is going to do that? Uh, it's going to be a PR nightmare. No. With Triple H and Stephanie running shit, bro, that's the last thing they want. It ain't happening. It ain't happening, bro. Do I think they Velveteen got- Dream could have been a main event guy? Yes. They have a lot of goodwill with the fans and the public yes. right now and the shareholders and the networks, and they are not trying to step on anything to mess any of that up right now. Otis, I didn't get your member message, bro. What happened here? I didn't get your member message, Otis. I don't understand. YouTube is fucking ridiculous, man. Seriously. I've been having issues with YouTube, too. Otis, I don't even have your member message here, man. (laughs) 
And I apologize for that, bro. YouTube, you, this is a notorious YouTube thing, brother. Um, yes, Velveteen Dream will never be back in the WWE. Uh, let me see. Who am I missing? Scorpio here. Thank you for the Jay Cargill comment. $2 Super Chat. Dotson with the three-month membership. Thank you, Dotson. OTS for life. Still on subscriber lockdown. LOL. I'm sorry that they unsubscribed you, bro. It, yeah, hologram, before the stream started, I, I, when I go live, when I, I have the viewer activity on my stream pulled up, and when I go live, it all deletes. What were you saying, Jesse? Uh, uh, somebody said TK sent the third party after BC or YouTube. Guys, real real quick rundown of how YouTube works. Real quick. You upload something, and YouTube has an automated algorithm type deal. Automated. So it automatically runs through your content and look for keywords and band things and phrases and songs and stuff that shouldn't be. And if it comes up to something that is owned by someone else, um, I think they would, what they do is they'll contact that person and be like, hey, we noticed some of your content on this page, you know, should you claim it? And it's not Tony Khan sitting there with his phone doing it. It's the AEW media team saying, yes, this is our content. So sure. And that's where the strike comes from. Well, maybe Not if people totally didn't play the fucking uh, live feeds that they're watching or include uh, video or pictures or GIF. Listen, man, it's yeah. not that it's not anything to fuck around with. Tony Khan pays for that content and he can yes. do whatever the fuck he wants for. Yes, yes, yes. But he's not going around targeting his unfavorite or his favorite. It's all automated, guys. Yeah, automated. Captain Solo with a 14-month membership. How long is Chris Jericho signed to AEW with? And do you guys think he will make it way make his way back to WWE? OTS for life. Thank you for the great shows. Captain Solo, I don't know how long he's with AEW, but I do think that he retires in WWE. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If he doesn't, he definitely goes back for his Hall of Fame yes. production for sure. And Solo with a $5 Super Chat leaves me a good job emoji. Thank you, Captain Solo. Omega Kong with a $9.99 Super Chat. Great show. Always got me in good spirits and listening while in the gym. Much love, JD, Jesse, Issa, and everyone. And Jesse hijacked OTS during the bathroom break was golden. No pun intended. Try it, I get busted. Bushy Clementine with a $5 super chat. If anyone is going to choke out anyone, it needs to be Tony Storm and I. Volunteer as tribute. Bushy, get your mind out of the gutter, bro. You're going to have Juice Robinson to answer to, man. Tell you, man, who 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 wore it better, the PA assistant or fucking Dominic? Man of a thousand and five holds twelve month membership. Awesome dynamite tonight. Enjoyed the women's cake tag team match. Just glad to be getting a whole week of wrestling. Golden Mike, I'm coming for you with a twelve month recommitment. Man of a thousand five holds, I appreciate you, brother. Shakoy with a two dollar super chat. I am hyped for the AW game. Any thoughts on it? Uh, well, I gave my thoughts on it. I did an extra today, brother. Uh, you guys can go listen to that. I gave my my, my thoughts on that. Uh, I think it looks great. I'm excited for it. Not much was shown, but um, it's looking good. And if you love the, the look of the No Mercy games, man, with a modern touch, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, I, I, for me, I think it's all about the gameplay, the simplicity yeah. of the gameplay. You know, as opposed to like the, you know, the 2K games where you got to do a combination of moves to try to get a, a simple suplex in or something like that. It's simple. It, it, it should be a game where you can pick up the controller, get a few seconds of direction, and just be able to play the game. Yeah. You know, you shouldn't have to figure out code for days. You should be able to grab someone, hit a button, do a move, 
rinse and repeat and just add some fun it, just make it just like the old you know, THQ games man it was so fucking fun Joseph Taylor with a $2 super chat my favorite band is Green Day <laughs> oh boy I'm Look sorry at- to hear that bro My favorite band is Alter Bridge, and they have a new album coming out October 14th. Pawns and Kings. They already released the title track, and it's fucking great. Seven minutes of epic metal. Golden Boy with a $20 super chat. I don't understand the dweebs. Papa H and Tony Khan will have these shows top notch. I don't care if it's Nick Khan, Genghis Khan, Tony Khan, Papa Smurf, Papa Johns, Papa H. As long as we enjoy wrestling overall, great job, guys. Golden Boy, you got the comment of the evening, brother. Right there. Cheers to you, man. All we need, man. We just want wrestling, bro. Just watch fucking wrestling. I don't know how anybody can complain about Monday Night Raw. Last, uh, this past Monday. I would love to know what was wrong with the show and what was not wrong with Vince McMahon's Raw three weeks ago. What I want to know. Because people are trained and conditioned to dislike something and they don't like change and don't want to, they like to dislike it, if that makes any sense. And Anaconda Vice with a 199 Super Chat. Thank you, JD. Thank you, Jesse. Love you guys. Good nights, says Anaconda Vice with a 199 Super Chat. It was a good night, guys, and uh, we are about to get out of here. Jesse, any parting words before I uh, close up shop here and close the venue down? No, no, no. Told everybody what, what was going on during the break. Thanks, everybody, for being here. And if I offended you in any way, Fuck off. Let's fuck off. Who did you offend? I don't know. I offend everybody. Uh, I, I offend somebody daily. Uh, right. It's my, it's my job. I just can't I can't wait to wake up to my Twitter in the morning and see who I offended tonight. Welcome to the life of a, of a YouTube streamer, bro. Jeez, man. I don't believe he said that. Oh, my God. Jesus. It's wrestling opinion. How could he? So tired of people, man. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Hey yo, uh, hey yo, Tony, you want uh, you want a dumb juice and uh, hop in the Mustang, please? I'll send you. Uh, never mind. Never mind. I'm gonna say something before I get myself fucking canceled over here. Jesus fucking Christ. Enjoy, enjoy your magazine, bro. What magazine? The only magazine, the magazine shit I saw was on Twitter, bro. Give me a break. Gotcha. Fucking guy. Anyway, guys, uh, listen. Um, I'll be back tomorrow. I'm sure. I'm assuming with an extra. I- I'm going. Un- unfortunately, unfortunately, I have to go to a Mets and Braves game at City Field. Unfortunately, you don't enjoy going to Braves games. I, I don't know, man. I don't have a good. I don't have a good feeling about this series. Plus, I like. Uh, I'm the type of guy that likes watching this shit at home, man. So. I'll be at City Field tomorrow, guys. So nothing tomorrow night. Uh, maybe an extra in the afternoon. I'll be back live Friday for SmackDown and Rampage live on Off The Script. Go check out the extra from today, talking about Triple H and all the changes that he wants to bring and implement to Monday and Friday night. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206. That's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Links are down below in the description. Thank you for the 1,000 minimum. Thank you for the Super Chats. Continue to join the channel as a member and go VIP. And follow me on social media, like I said, guys. Very important. Keep up to date on everything. At JD from NY206. I need two things from you guys before I get out of here. 
Number one, I need those guitar emojis in the chat. I need those Mustang emojis for all my VIPs. I know you got them. And number two, I need that music on max. Thank you to everybody tonight. And I'll see you live Friday again right back here at the Beer Garden for Smackdown and Rampage on OTS. I'll see you guys later.